0: Gentlemen,
1: you're listening to Tell Your Story, Success, Setback, and Tragedy. And now, it's time! Here's your host, Eric
2: Ritz! What a beautiful intro, huh? Oh, yeah. Well, welcome back to season three of Tell Your Story, Success, Setback, and Tragedy. And episode one of season three, none other than the Mr. Joshua. That's your legal name, right, Joshua? Yep. All right. Mr. Joshua Josh Hatton. So uh, doing a little something different this season is not really reading you an intro or anything like that because I want to get into it. As we go through the conversation. So, uh the only thing that I will say is that you grew up in Anoka County area pretty much your entire life. Yep. All right. So all right. So you're born in the seventies.
1: Yes. Okay. Just barely.
2: <laughs> but you're still born in the seventies. Yes. So that's all that matters. I didn't I thought you were a lot younger than me, but you're pretty goddamn dang old.
1: Yeah. I can feel it too.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, you look it too. So, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the only other thing that I kind of wanted to point out is, as you say, grew up all over Anoka County until stabilized in first grade. Have you ever really been all that stable? Never. Okay, that's that's Just what I like. To this <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's I think that's a good starting point. So, grew up all over Anoka County until first grade. So, what does that mean? Were you like moving every couple of months or what?
1: Yeah, really. Um so, my biological father, he like, you know, he went out and got the, you know, the proverbial pack of smokes one oh, day, right? One of and, those. uh, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. Ne- it loved it. And so, never came back. Correct. Okay. Um, so, per se. Um. <laughs> right. You know, uh, so yeah, the first six, seven years of my life were, I was all over. Okay. I mean, you know, I lived with my grand, my mom and I lived with my grandparents for a while, lived in you know, uh, double bungalows for a little while, trailer park for a while, the trailer fucking hood is what it was. Okay, you know? all right. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, until my mom met my dad um, in stabilized when we moved to Anoka, right? So the first, and not like I remember a lot of it, but I remember enough of it. Okay. You know, and, you know, I think the, for me, it was more the... Just never being stable. Okay. You know, um, that that's kind of what struck me the most. Looking back now at 40-something years old, looking back, it obviously meant something because I can still remember it. Right. A right?
2: little self-reflection and a little bit of here and there, and then you're kind of like, oh, maybe that's why some of these things happened. Right. Okay.
1: Or I am the way I am, right? Yeah. Because
2: you're fucked from <laughs> a very young age, you know? So. <laughs> Well, I, you came to that realization whenever that was, but all right then. So. Yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> all right. So stabilized once you're in first grade, you're living in Anoka. Yep. Um. So you went you went to Anoka Elementary and high school and all that. Yeah, Lincoln Elementary.
1: Okay. And then Fredmore Middle School and then Anoka High School. All
2: right. Yep. So what kind of student were you from first grade all the way through graduation? Not great. Were Were you like? What do you mean by not great?
1: I was a kid that never, um, I mean, I did like Mm academic-wise, I was okay. You know, like bees. Okay. Um, Behavior-wise, though, a lot of behavioral issues. Okay. I was always in trouble. I could never shut up. All right. Um, Got my ass kicked a lot because of my mouth. (laughs) Okay.
2: So you're writing checks that your ass couldn't cash. Absolutely. Okay.
1: Absolutely. I
2: mean, still to this day, right? But, (laughs) But do you think that it... Doing that when you were younger made you into the person that you are today? Absolutely. Okay.
1: I think it gives me a lot better understanding of others. Okay. Right? Like, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like with what I do, mm-hmm. right? It, it's not, uh gives me a better understanding of like where people are coming from.
2: And you can be more relatable to someone yes. that you're dealing with. For instance, say on a call. Yes. But now when we say call, on a call, so we'll get this out of the way right now. You are a law enforcement officer. Yes. And you work for a metropolitan sheriff's office. Yes. All right. So uh, I have to, you're a deputy, right? And I'm not no damn police officer. I am a deputy.
0: Well, if you want to go that <laughs> I'm a sergeant. Oh, okay. <laughs> and you will respect me.
2: Correct. You'll respect my authority. <laughs> All right. All right. No. So, makes you more relatable on some calls and you can kind of have that connection with, because sometimes the people that um, you're dealing with sometimes um, are less fortunate and you go to these calls and whether it's kids with behavioral issues. um, So that's great that you're able to be, to put yourself in their shoes then.
1: Yeah. right, Right. Right. It's, you know, I think a lot of it too was especially, um, You know, a lot of times, especially when I go into the trailer parks, I mean, to me that, even though it was damn near 40 years ago, right, it still is with me. Sure. I still remember that. Yeah, of course. You know, I remember how much even as as a kid that I hated living there, Mm -hmm. I'm sure they feel the same way. Sure. You know, and you can just see it, and a lot of that comes out in their behavior. Yeah, of course. Is is my opinion. Of course. Is it true or not, I don't know, but.
2: All right. I mean. Well, you lived it. it I mean, you lived it, so you've got you've got that firsthand experience of exactly what it's all about and whatnot. So, yeah. So, yeah. All right. So we've we've established that you are somewhat smart because you got bees.
1: Yeah, I mean,
2: I I don't know if I call smart, but I am (laughs)
1: something. So, right, right.
2: Yeah. All right. So, um, were you like a were you like a band nerd or did you were you in band choir? Sports, anything along those lines?
1: I played hockey. Okay. Um, other than that, that's all I really did. Mm-hmm. I played like through elementary school I played hockey. Um, just typical kid, right? Just outside as much as possible. Skated whenever I could in the skating season. Um then when I got to like middle school is kind of when it started to really fucking go sideways on me. Okay. Because then it was still played hockey but I didn't hang out with the hockey kids anymore. I hung out with the kids in my neighborhood Okay, and they didn't play hockey. Sure. They were more into the start out with, Ooh, let's smoke some cigarettes. Cause uh-huh. cool. Yeah. Ooh, let's chew some chew at school. <laughs> okay. <Cool."> you know, <laughs> and then, you know, towards the end of, uh, well in, you know, when I went to school, like when you went, to, it wasn't middle school, it was junior high still.
2: Yeah. I'm going, you know,
1: yep. um, I think I was the last year that junior high ended at ninth grade Okay. You know, and then it went to middle school and then ninth graders went to high school. Yeah. So when I went to 10th grade, that was the first year that ninth graders were in the high school. Okay. If I remember correctly. Gotcha. Yeah. But, you know, in ninth grade, then I was like, Ooh,
0: let's try a beer. <laughs> okay.
1: like, <laughs> Worst goddamn decision of my life. right. I'm telling you what. So, and that's kind of where it started, right? For me mm-hmm. is, and it, you know. That's kind of and the one thing that kind of kept me somewhat grounded was hockey. Okay, you know, and I was never, I was never a superstar. You know, I could skate, could mm-hmm. hold my own. Um, I was never great by any means. Okay, um, you know, and then, and part of that was I think is because of decisions that I was making. Right. Sure. Like instead of maybe practicing more at hockey, I'd rather go out and party.
2: Oh, one of those kind of things. Gotcha.
1: Maybe go drink some beers, smoke some weed, whatever. Okay. And and whatnot. So that's kind of the way it was until I went to college. All right. Really, you know.
2: So let's let's rewind just a little bit, and we'll get into that a little bit more. But how did you get into the sport of hockey? How how did that play out?
1: I don't really know, to be honest with you. I don't remember. Um, I think it was just one of those things where I wanted to try it. I mean, I, you know, one one of the things that I really liked doing growing up was I, I loved watching the Minnesota North Stars. Sure. You know, and, you know, the guys like Neil Broughton and Dino Cicerelli and, you know, Brian Bellows and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, I'm kind of a smaller guy, right? And Dino Cicerelli was a small guy. Yeah. And he was scrappy. yeah. Uh-huh. You know? And I'm like, I'm going to be fucking Dino Cicerelli, <laughs>
0: you know? Okay. So. <laughs> All
1: right. You know, um. So, yeah, and I think it was just more of a, to be honest with you, my mom wanted me to have some structure somewhere in my life. Sure. Right? And so, I shouldn't say just my mom, I think my, my dad too. hmm You know, and, and Um. so that's kind of where it started. Okay. Was that. And I think where it really started was my dad was like, well, let's get you started at Brad Buteau's School of Hockey in Brooklyn Park. Okay. So I was like... The fuck is this? You know? <laughs> I, mean, I never skated before or anything right. like that. And uh I remember it was funny because I'd never really gotten dressed before for like hockey.
2: Sure. You know, never put Like hockey. with all the gear and all that. Right. Stuff. Right. Yeah. Like
1: pads skate, all that mm-hmm. shit. So I remember I, I remember this is kind of funny. Um, like I didn't I didn't know what a nut cup was. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're getting there and getting ready to go and uh Grab this fucking nut cup thing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I hold up my face. I'm like, what is this? <laughs> and, my, and my dad's like, oh my
0: god, dude, <laughs> is this a Darth Vader? Ma- Darth Vader mask? Or
1: right, what? <laughs> right. You know, he's like, no, no. All right. So, you know, but I mean, it was it was that basic, right? Sure. I and mean, he had yeah. to break it down. Yeah. Like,
2: no, this is what this is for. And so, did he come from a hockey background or? or yeah, what? he played. Okay.
1: Um, you know, I don't know that he ever played organized, but like he played with the men's league. Okay. Stuff like that. And uh you know, so he came from a you know, he knew what he knew what was up. Gotcha. You know. Um
2: So is is hockey the only sport that yeah. you played? Yes. That's the only thing. Yeah. Okay. Until I got into beer league softball. Beer league softball, that yeah. but that's way Yeah, we can get into that later too. Yeah. Well there's there's are the, the there are those that can and those tho- that can't play beer league softball. Correct. Yeah. And that's why I played beer leagues. But it's still fun. Oh, absolutely. I did it for a couple of years too. So like I'm in the same, same realm. So, all right. So was it a, first off, what position? Left wing. Left wing. Yeah. I happen to be a left wing as well. You're not as good as me. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Was not expecting that, but um, I can assure you if you played through high school, uh, I'm nowhere near as good as you. Yeah. I started, I played pond hockey, right? Like in the wintertime, outdoor rink, you throw on some shitty skates, uh, no pads, just a stick, a safety puck because taking a hard puck to the shin sucked. Oh, yeah. So that's all we had. No helmets, no nothing. Mm -hmm. I didn't start playing organized hockey until about, I don't say five years ago. And I am, I'm old now and I can't skate fast. Um. The crossovers, I can't do crossovers, forget about it. I don't need to do any of that stuff. I can stop, I can go forward, I can skate backwards. That's all you need. Uh, I can't do uh, slap shots because if I do, it's going to be a swing and a miss and I'm going to be on my ass. Mm -hmm. So, but I play in a league that are the same level of players as me. So it makes it fun. So, all right. So you played for Anoka High School then?
1: No, I never played high school. I played through high school. So I okay. played, uh, what is it, after Bantams, you go to Junior Gold.
2: Okay, so it's like in like these right. hockey leagues. So yeah. it wasn't, okay. Association play. Gotcha. Like
1: I did versus school. I played.
2: Which basically means running and gunning every damn weekend Yep. and practices here either early at night or late in the evening when it's yep. on the weekends and, yep. wow, yep. Hats off to your parents for like uh, yeah. taking you. Yeah. And spending the money. Uh, yes. Because hockey associations are expensive and kids grow so damn fast that the hockey equipment, Mm -hmm. I mean, from one year to another, it's like, well, I need new skates because I went up two sizes. Right. Yeah. And I'm finding that out now with my youngest. Oh, yeah. Holy hell. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I need to find a
1: part-time job just to support her hockey. (laughs) There you go. so, yeah, Yeah. absolutely kudos to my parents because, uh. I had no idea. Yeah. No idea. Yeah. Just the the, the time commitment mm-hmm. and the monetary commitment that that is. Yeah. Especially when you get into
2: traveling. No, oh, yeah. I don't, you know, I told my wife, I'm like, we're not, she's not traveling. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as a matter of fact, you had, did you have hockey this morning? Yeah. 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 So association hockey this morning.
1: Yep, Yeah. Which was
2: fantastic. So, and you said it's your daughter that plays? Yeah. My youngest. In what position? She doesn't really have a position, yet, okay? Right? I mean, she's eight. Goalie? No. Okay. Fuck no. Because <laughs> that's even. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. That's a that's a that's a shout out to all you goalies out there. Because Absolutely. number one, you got to be pretty crazy. Yep. And number two, that's even more expensive. Oh yeah. In, Big time.
1: And it's you know in in all honesty, like ha- honestly, hats off to goalies because that is a position that is if you win, you are the king. And if you lose, it's all your fault, absolutely, and they keep coming back, yeah, you know, and yeah there's a there's a level of respect for goalies that is unspoken of, yeah, you
2: know? I mean you said it right there, if you lose, you're like. It was the goalie. Right, <laughs> Never mind, right. I sucked on defense or right. my offense, and I had turnovers, and right, you right. know, or I kept going wide left on the net. Right, not my fault. It's right. the goalie's fault. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, so. it's always good to have a scapegoat, isn't it? It is. Right. Right. No. All right. So high school. Let's go into a little bit of the. we uh, were not hanging out with the kids in hockey, right? And hanging out with the the kids that were making. Um, some maybe questionable choices at times. Let's just call it what it is and piss poor decisions. Okay, how about that? All right, so was there any time that you were in trouble with the law growing up, or you no. never got caught to that point?
1: Well, I never got
0: caught, right?
1: <laughs> and no, and, and it's funny you say that because, um, there were times where, yeah, I should have been in trouble a lot, mm-hmm. but because my dad worked where we lived, uh-huh. and I knew all of them, uh-huh. I got a lot of breaks. So you got lucky. Uh, very lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Um
2: So did it make him back to your old man then? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's not like I didn't get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I got in trouble. So the punishment that the parents can hand down is a lot more punitive, if you will, than any court system ever could.
1: There were times where I wish I would have just went to the <laughs> courts, you know, or, you know. Because my mom and dad, they didn't fuck around. Yeah.
2: You'd be like, can we take it back? Can you just take me to jail? I'll go right. to juvie. Right. I'll spend some time there. And then when I get home, time is served. Don't um, ground me. Right. Correct.
1: <laughs> you know, and, you know, the thing is, 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 is my dad was always like the level headed one. Mm-hmm. And my mom was the one that'd fly off the handle. Okay. Right. But it, I think it was more with my dad because, you know, the old, I'm not mad at you. I'm
2: just disappointed
1: disappointed yeah yeah that that hit worse than anything ever yeah you know and unfortunately for him there's a lot of that you know what i mean yeah so i get it because of my decisions yeah you know um but it it, it's why i'm where i'm at today
2: and yeah and how long did it take you to come to that realization of you know that self-accountability where you just said it my decisions right but at that time, when you're in the moment, were you taking that accountability? Or were you trying to deflect on like, oh, it was it was Jimmy the neighbor that you know made me drink that no that Zima or something.
1: No, <laughs> it was. I mean, no. I think for the most part, I like I knew, and mm-hmm. you know, I never blamed my decisions on anybody else. Okay. Um, you know, it was a lot of well, they were doing it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, you know what's
2: wrong, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I know, you know it's know right? wrong, but I still did it anyway.
1: Right. Yeah. You know, and so I don't think it was ever an issue of me trying to blame somebody else. There's mm-hmm. a call I mean, obviously everybody always blames somebody else yeah. at some point in their life. <laughs> you know? And I'm not saying that I've never done that because I sure. have. Yeah. I have.
2: Of course.
1: Um, And I remember it, the thing for me is like one of the things is so, and I was pretty young when this happened. I think I was, it, God. 4th or 5th grade. Okay. Um where I had a pair of shoes, right? And they got they got stolen. Okay. It was my fault, right? I had them. Sure. I left them on the ground and then went and did um I don't remember why. I dropped I dropped them on the ground and uh-huh. went and did something came back and they were gone. Okay. So I blamed so-called friend of mine, uh-huh. right? And still to this day, I just remember how devastated he was mm-hmm. because of the amount of trouble that he got in Sure, through his mom and dad. Yeah. And then once I finally came clean, because my mom and dad basically fucking guilted me into it, like, uh-huh. hey, listen, dude, we know you didn't do this shit, <laughs> you know, and <laughs> All right. having to go up yeah. to his house uh-huh. and tell his mom and dad, like, this is what I did. Mm-hmm. But just seeing the devastation that it caused him, it's like I even and even at that young age, I was like, "I'll never do that again." Yeah. And from that time on, I never did.
2: So yeah. kind of almost uh, bringing me back to uh, the movie A Christmas Story, when Ralphie drops the F bomb in front of the old man, yeah. and then he's like, "I heard it from Schwartz." And yeah. some of the mom calls him up, and you yeah. just can hear him getting wailed on. Yeah. Him over the yeah. Phone, so. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs>
1: So i mean in in truly that that instance you know it i i, I won't blame anybody else for my mm-hmm. mistakes my failures sure um because i think my mistakes and my failures are mine yeah um maybe certain people didn't do something that they said they do mm-hmm. or whatever but that's not on them that's still on me right you know um because clearly if you trusted someone to do something you put you didn't know the person well enough. Right, if you put far too much trust <laughs> yeah. not to do something yeah right? absolutely so um but other than that like my bad decisions they were mine they were all mine that's and, awesome uh even though i didn't want to own them yeah and i would i wouldn't blame anybody but i wouldn't say anything i'd just be like just like
2: <laughs> they'd be like why
1: the fuck did you do that and mm-hmm. Just wouldn't say nothing, mm. just look at him like mm. I
2: bleed the fifth, yeah, pretty much
1: right.
0: <laughs> All right,
1: so my parents knew like if I said nothing, uh huh, I'm guilty. That's shit. basically
2: an admission of guilt, yes, yeah,
1: yep. All right, but they also knew if I was running my mouth that okay, maybe he didn't do this, gotcha, you know, sure. So if I was guilty, I just wouldn't say nothing,
2: right, yeah. Well, because you couldn't come up with anything, right? Yeah,
1: right. And if I wasn't guilty, I'd be running my mouth like there's no tomorrow,
2: just like snitching on people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> pretty much,
1: pretty much. You know, so, um, you know, and, and the thing is though, like, even with that, like, I never, like, I would never snitch on somebody. It'd just be like, it just, it wasn't me. Yeah. Well, who was it? Well, I don't know.
2: Like I. Snitches get stitches. Dude, the, f-
1: yeah, right. Like I was in the fucking shower when this happened, man. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. You know.
2: So. Yeah.
1: But, I don't know. I think that from a young age, and that, and that's one thing that my dad instilled in me. Mm-hmm. Right is honesty. Just be honest. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be. You're you're going to get in lots trouble if you're honest with me. Oh,
2: absolutely. Than if you lie, right? Yeah. You just you gotta take you gotta take it at face value and go. Yeah, I gotta face the music because yeah. getting caught in a lie, which you always do. Yeah. Uh, is gonna be way worse. Yeah. Way worse. Yeah. So, oh yeah. 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 And uh
1: you know, so on the on, on that part of it, I guess I'm kinda dumb because it took
2: me a long time <laughs> to to just not make bad decisions. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but the point is is that you eventually grew out of it and you did. Right. 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 So so let's talk towards the end of high school, graduate. What's in store for Josh post high school?
1: Yeah. So get to the end of high school. And I mean, I was just kind of like a, like a ship at sea with a broken rudder, right? Like I didn't really know what I wanted to do, you know? Um, And I had a, I had a recruiter, army recruiter order my house. Oh, here I was, we go! The army recruiter uh, yeah. making house calls. Dude, this guy, I was going to be a fucking Delta operator by the time I was like nineteen. Oh god, yeah, you know?
2: fuck, yeah. And uh, I mean, it's every 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 kid that goes in can do that.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Ranger school, no problem. Yeah, it's a breeze, kid. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, and I was seventeen. I okay. the day I graduated high school is the day I turned eighteen. No, oh, okay. So, um. It was. It would have been the delayed entry program, so my sure. mom needed to sign off on okay, it. Okay, so, yeah. So, I remember our recruiter comes over to my house, and we have, like, this hour-long conversation. Mm-hmm. Before he's even done talking, my mom's like, nope, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> so, so um, which was shocking because the recruiter straight up, cool, all right, packed this shit up and said, when you turn 18, look me up.
2: Oh, yeah. He knew. he just dipped out. Like, he's like, fucking see you later. I was like, I don't want to deal with the parents, but I know that you're going to be turning 18 sometime soon. And then I got you. Yep. And no one can say anything. Right. Yeah. Right. So,
1: um, um, after that, I was, I don't know. Like, I was just, I guess I was just disappointed because I didn't know what I was going to do. Sure. Right. And last thing I want to do is go back to more school. Yeah. So, um, my, uh, Miss Zelensky, was her name? She was my, uh, counselor
2: okay. at school. All right.
1: Um, she called me down because I hadn't like sent out college apps, I hadn't taken the SATs, I hadn't done shit. Mm-hmm. And she, I remember her calling me down one day and she's like, What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. She's like, Well, you can't keep drinking and smoking weed. You're gonna, fuck. That's going to end you up in jail. Right. I'm like, Ugh, I don't want that. Right. Um, She's like, well, what your dad do? Well, he's a cop. Well, why don't you do that? Why don't you become a cop? I'm like, yeah, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know?
1: Um, She's like, no, seriously. Why don't, you, why don't you go to school for law enforcement? Yeah, think about it. Yeah. So um, she actually set up a tour or a, like a school visit for me for Alexandria Tech. Okay. School. All right. And uh, so I went up there and... um. Visited the school or whatever. And I I kind of got rochambeaued into it. All because right. Because the school visit was a school interview to get in.
2: Oh. Yeah. So what year is this at? 97. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. 97. All right. So um, I went up there and. Did a school visit. Next thing I know, I'm sitting in this room with this guy by the name of Grant Haugen. Grant Haugen. big
2: motherfucker. Grant Haugen. Oh, my God. One of the biggest
1: dudes I've ever seen. Oh, my God. Just yeah. a man bear. You yeah. Know? Yep. He's like, well, why do you want to become a cop? I didn't say that I wanted to. You know, I'm <laughs> like,
0: I don't know. <laughs> you know, one of those type like, of yeah.
1: things. And,
2: You're like, shit, man, I don't know. <laughs> right, like,
1: I'm in my pants and crossing me. I don't know that I want to do this. Yeah. Um.
2: Either way, went through
1: that and... uh not kidding, like three weeks later, a letter comes in the fucking mail, like, hey, you've been accepted to Alexandria Tech mm-hmm. for law enforcement. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'm doing that.
2: So... So that's what it was. So off I went. Yeah. I mean, did you... I obviously had enough interest... Yeah. ...to go up there and take yeah. a look, and probably the influence of your father... Oh, yeah. ...being in law enforcement. Yeah. But it wasn't like... It's not like you were young in, like, sixth grade, and like, I'm going to go... No, no, no,
1: no. It, to be honest with you, like I want to be a, a fucking grease monkey, man. Yeah. I want to turn wrenches. Really? Yeah. All right. Um, you know, that's kind of where like my, my grandfather, mm-hmm. he was a, a, electrician and mechanic. Okay. Um, one of my uncles, um, a couple of my uncles were like in the construction field, mm-hmm. you know, like I was really looking at blue collar stuff, Sure. you know, um, and, and part of growing up when I was working I drove tow truck and worked at a uh a shop doing like brake jobs and oil changes and shit like that so I was kind of like yeah I'm just gonna be a grease monkey man turn wrenches just be a motorhead right, you know whatever yeah you know (laughs) and uh yeah I don't I don't I don't know I don't know what it was I mean obviously you know obviously with my dad too you know like growing up with him and Going to the office here and there, and meeting the guys that like were his friends, and
2: well, the ones that didn't arrest you and told your dad that you're correct fucking off,
1: (laughs) correct, right? (laughs) Which is fucking funny because when I finally did get hired, Uh some of those fucking guys were my partners. Uh Uh Oh, that's great! So,
2: like, I remember when I was chasing you and picking you up, and oh yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's got to be fun stuff. (laughs) It's embarrassing, you know. It's just.
1: It's kind of like, yeah, I was a fucking asshole. Yeah, sorry about that. You know, but um, yeah. So, you know, at, after that, I mean, yeah, I had interest in it. And I'm like thinking, you know, it'd be a good career. Yeah, I mean, it's solid. Yeah, you know, you're you're gonna make decent money. Mm-hmm. You know, have should be able to have a decent life. Yeah. Uh, but it was, you know, the part I didn't understand is, like every freaking decision you make from probably about the time you're about fifteen, sixteen. huh. Yeah will come
2: back and bite you. Yeah, and it definitely know? can affect you. Well, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, I never knew that. Yeah. Well, I mean, and we can't expect kids fully to understand that because right. your brain isn't developed. And at right. 15, you'd be like, listen, what you're doing right now is going to affect you when you're 35. And you'd be like, get out of here. And no, right. one's not. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So you go to Alec Tech. Yep. Yeah. And so you go up there? What I'm assuming in like '97 or '98 or when? '97, '97 so to
1: '99. Yeah. Okay. So September '97, I started All started right. up there. Yeah. So
2: and where did you live? Because that's that's my alma mater too. That's where I went. Yeah. '94 uh, to '96. I
1: lived out on Lake Ferreira my first
2: year. Wow, fancy. Yeah. Yeah. And what about the second year?
1: I lived out in a town called Nelson on a dairy farm. Really? And that's how I paid my rent was milking
2: cows. No kid. Yeah. So it was a a blast. So not only were you going to school full time, but you're getting up. You got to be getting up damn early to do that. I did the evening milks. Oh. So I'd
1: come home from school and then go milk cows. Really? Yep.
2: And how far is Nelson from Alec? Uh, 20 minutes. Okay. 20 minutes east. But that's like seven days a week, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, so did you ever go home on the weekends or you're like, well, I got this job. Yeah. Gotta...
1: Yep. So if I remember correctly, to pay my rent, I had to work 20 hours a month. Okay. So it wasn't I had to milk every day.
2: Oh, gotcha. I
1: just had to do 20 hours. Gotcha. And it takes about three hours to do a milking.
2: Mm-hmm. So whatever that is. So you didn't, so like you got to live at a place rent-free then or what? Yes. Really? Yep. yep. Well, that's kind of, that's kind of a genius plan. Yeah.
1: You know? Well, and the thing is, too, is is Pat and Jerry. They were the farmers. They were the owners. Okay, and, I mean, they were probably like our age now. Okay, right when I was going to school. Mm-hmm. Um, but they didn't have kids. Okay, gotcha. You know, and they so they were they were doing it on their own. Gotcha. So I mean, yeah, to have college kids come. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, amazing. And you know, so there's three of us, and all mm-hmm. three of us were in law enforcement. Um, you know we. You know, the three of us would just rotate days because mm-hmm. all three of us also had jobs
2: too. You know, I so drove, you had a job in addition to this, yeah.
1: So wow. I drove I drove tow truck up
2: there. So that's when you were doing the tow truck stuff. Well,
1: oh, I did that in high school too. Wow. So I drove tow truck up there, um, and then milk cows on my days I didn't work to pay my rent. So, wow. Yeah,
2: that's a lot of work during school and then having to study and. Well, oh, that's my. why
1: that's why I got bees.
2: <laughs> yeah, but bees are good. Yeah, I mean, why not? Well,
1: my the the weird thing was like I could read something and I'd remember it. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know that I ever really studied for anything ever. You know, all right. Um, because like if I if I if I had the attention span, which that's a whole another story. Okay, but if I was interested in something and could read it, mm-hmm. I'd remember it.
2: Gotcha. Um, Mohan Hill, well, did you pass college then? Yeah. Well, I read a lot. And you were interested, right? Gotcha. Even constitutional law. Yeah. Well, I was
1: actually really interested in con law.
2: Oh, no kidding. Mm-hmm. I didn't do the greatest in that one, but uh, you know what? While we're on the subject of Alex Tech, we had to have had like almost all the exact same instructors. Oh, I'm sure. And Buck Bezik. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Grant for the PT. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, Dwayne Wolf. Oh, yeah. I can't remember the female instructor's uh, name, but I think Deb she. Martin. Yeah, she did the con law, didn't she? No, I her? had a. Uh, How was his name? I know exactly. Stumpf. Mr. Stumpf. Okay. And see, I don't think he was there when I was there. Okay. So I'm pretty sure he wasn't because Dwayne came in like maybe my second year. So he was relatively new to the faculty. Okay. So, okay. And I can't remember a couple of the other ones and stuff like that. So, But yeah, so uh, you had to pick out your own uniforms. Okay, so that's a question I have for you. So when I went there, you know, first day, they're like, all right, I can go into that closet over there. There's a bunch of uniforms, pick out uh, a couple of short-sleeve, a couple of long-sleeve pants that fit you, and then you had to buy your own shoes. Was that the same for you, or did you have to buy all your own uniforms?
1: No, um, we, kind of the same thing, mm-hmm. but we had an orientation day before school started. Okay. So then you went in and picked out your uniform. In this big closet. Yeah, and you had to supply your own black shinable
2: shoes so you or had, boot. you had black or brown?
1: Uniforms were brown. Yeah, the uniforms bo- bo- were brown. Black but the, boots.
2: So we had the brown leather low quarters with the Vibram sole, Oh, boy. that's what we had. Oh, so, like, no. a year after is when they switched to the black boots, which was good. Yeah, yeah. Did mm-hmm. you still have to shoot the uh revolvers up there, too? Nope. Really? Nope. So, that must have been the last year, because when I went through mm-hmm. it, and they, like, mainly it was the pistol, so it was Glock, yep. but there was a weak familiarization of, well, you might go out to some agencies and they may have revolvers, so there was a weak... And we were oh. shooting the old thirty-eight specials, had the old speed loaders on sure, our duty yeah. belt and all that stuff. No. Yeah.
1: No, they weren't I I never shot a wheel gun up there.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. We had a week long uh okay class on that. Yeah. No. Fun fact. So there's a lot of changes that happened within a year then. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, I can't complain. So it was it a good full two years? Yeah. It was
1: still a struggle. my first year was a struggle. Okay. Okay. Um because it obviously I, I didn't I, mean, I quit smoking weed,
2: you know. And it's probably a good thing. It was a, it was a very good thing, right? But,
1: um, <laughs> smart move. Right. But the kids I lived with or the guys I lived with mm-hmm. were guys from home. Gotcha. And they were party animals. Oh, uh, okay. And those were the, like, they were guys that I partied with. Uh, okay. Back home. And they mm-hmm. were they were going for tool and die. Oh, uh, okay. So it was a little different. Yeah. Right.
2: And so the drinking increased a lot. Yeah. You know, um, it's weird because my roommate was a tool and die guy too.
1: Oh, was he? Yeah. Yeah. I had both my, both my roommates were second year tool and dies. Oh, okay. Um, so they are already seasoned vets of yes. Alec Tech. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it was kind of, it was kind of, in keep in mind, this was my first time away from home, you know, like I, you know what I mean? Sure. And um, so like, I mean, I cut loose. You know, oh, like well, I didn't. Well. I didn't have a mom and dad sitting there. I didn't have to go home to mom and dad. I had no one to, yeah. to
2: do but myself. Well, it's kind of a rite of passage, isn't it? Right. I mean, like you're away from home, college setting. Yeah, you're like, hey, yeah, well, let's let's uh, let's do this. Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> and you know, it. So for me, it, it was it was learning. It was learning how to make good decisions. Yeah, or how to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um and I was fucking horrible at it for a long time. Well, you know, but I made it. Yeah. Barely. That's it. well, that's it. all that matters though, right. you made it. Right. right. Yeah. Right. Um but you know like I said and like when I was in school I was interested. Mm-hmm. So I paid attention. Sure. and I read. But when I left school, I didn't do anything. Okay. i didn't study, I didn't it is party. Okay. And uh you know, chase skirt and mm-hmm. that was it. Yeah. Not there's a lot of skirt to chase up there, but you know, yeah. <laughs> <You> <laughs> all know, right, you know. But yeah. that's that's what it was. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah, but it was it was good overall. Yeah. You know, looking back now, um, I would do a lot of things different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, but I learned a lot of really good lessons. A lot that's of good. Hard lessons learned. That's good. You know.
2: So out of the uh, two years at Alec, what would you say would be like? And I know it's hard to kind of compress two years of memories into whatever. But what was like the, um, like the h- highest high point of Alec Tech? And don't don't say this cliche. I graduated and blah blah blah. Not that, but just like something that really stuck out. Either your first or second year. Or maybe you have a couple of them. I don't know. Right. Well, I think
1: probably the biggest thing for me was, and in, in, it's not cliche to say this, it was actually that I actually finished. Because okay. I wasn't going to. Oh, right? okay. Gotcha. Um, so I was, It's right before the last semester started. Okay. Um, I was sitting up there and like, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to do this. Okay. I mean, I was, like, I, I, I was kind of in a tailspin, the okay. partying. Sure. You know, and I knew like, from spending there a year and a half there and, and you know, the instructors, I thought the instructors were very good about, mm-hmm. you know, like. You know, the decisions you make are going to affect you down the road. Right. And, you know, for those of you that are always out partying or doing this or doing that, you know, it's going to be very fucking hard for you. Yeah. And, you know, at the time that I was getting ready to graduate, like you, I mean, if there's one cop job open, there's fucking thousand applicants. (laughs) Yeah, there sure was. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm like, there's no fucking way they're going to hire a 20 year old drunk. Mm hmm. A kid that just fucks off and drinks and parties, and mm-hmm. I wasn't responsible enough to not do that, right? Because I'd rather have fun mm-hmm. than do the hard work, right? Sure. Um. So I remember one day I called my dad mm-hmm. and said, uh, "Hey, Dad, just so you're aware, uh, I'm not going to finish school. I'm going to join the army." Okay. And he's like, "Pump the fucking brake, I'm <laughs> on my way." <laughs> so, so uh, yeah. he uh. Before school one day, he drove up and met me at Perkins there right off the interstate. Okay. And uh, we sat down and, and had a breakfast. Okay. And clearly my dad know, knew me better than I knew myself. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, listen, I will support you 100% in joining the Army uh-huh. if you finish school. Gotcha. He's like, because I know you. If you don't, you'll never finish. Sure. And he was right. Yeah. Um, so we had a very long c- conversation. Okay. And, uh, you know, and I think that goes a lot to show you what kind of man my dad was because uh-huh. I mean, basically he drove up there, had that conversation, drove back home, went to work. Yeah. You know? Um, but, uh, yeah, I ended up finishing school. Okay. Um, you know what? I think that was probably the most prominent moment I had there Okay. was, um, because I really wasn't going to finish.
2: Well, so now you make me feel like an asshole saying, not that cliche, <laughs> you know, right. graduated. And so now you tell that, that kind of story. <laughs> right. But
1: I mean, but the thing is, is like, I knew I'd graduate if I stayed. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, just grade wise. I mean, there's no way I was not going to graduate. Uh-huh. Um, but like, I I wanted the military life. Gotcha. Right. And, you know, I mean, you know, thank God for my dad, right, mm-hmm. because if I didn't have him, I'd I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you right now. Gotcha. I promise you that.
2: You'd be I, a Delta operator somewhere? Probably.
1: <laughs> 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 not would probably be some drunk in a gutter somewhere. Gotcha. Living off fucking VA benefits <laughs> and whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. Right. No, not, and I don't make fun of that. I don't no, make right. light of that at all. No, but right. That's just, unfortunately, that's probably the truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, if I went to finish school. Sure. Um, I would have went to the military. Okay. And, you know, no one can say what would have happened from there. Right. But that's what I would have did.
2: All right. So, so we're we're on the subject of military. So what uh you are a veteran. Yep. Uh, when did you join then? So I actually joined the National Guard in
1: January of ninety nine. Okay. Um my So you're still in school then? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's halfway through my final semester. No. Yeah. Uh, a buddy of mine that I went to school with. Um, you know, he was in the guard. Well, there's a lot of the guys in the guard. Yeah. Or came off act duty or during yep. the guard time, whatever. Yeah. Um, excuse me. Um, just chatting with him. hmm He's like, you know, he's like, try it out, man. Like, do the guard. You know, he's like, you'll have to spend a couple years in the guard and, you know, if it's something that you really like and you don't, find a job or don't want to become a cop do your couple of years and then just transfer over to active duty yeah. or whatever. Right. Yeah. So I looked at the guard and ended up uh, joining the national guard and, uh, yeah, met the,
2: met with the recruiter up and out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's convenient cause you're going to school. Right. And there's an armory right there. Right. I did the exact same thing. Right. Yeah. So
1: I uh, met up with him. And, you know, I, and to be honest with you, I I, still this day, I love the guy. Mm -hmm. Great guy. Who was it? Glenn Fidel. Okay. At the time, staff sergeant Fidel. Okay. All right. Great guy. But fuck him. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) No, in all seriousness, he, uh, he was a pretty straight shooter with me. Okay. About the only, the only thing that, uh, I was really pissed off about was like, he told me, oh, you know, you got college. You can probably get airborne school. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fuck. Fucking lie. Yeah. You know. Well, still just a nasty fucking leg. Uh, <laughs> <palmy>. <laughs> you know. So um, but uh you know, I joined I joined the I joined the guard. Um, you know, and, and the nice thing was too is like right after right after college, I actually uh lived with uh Sergeant Fido for a while. Okay. And he helped me out train, did we did some training, mm-hmm. you know, like just PT and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um kind of getting me ready for basic training. Sure. And uh did some recruiting events with him. Okay. Uh through the summer. Uh and then uh ended up going down to uh Fort Benning in August. Beautiful Fort Benning. Oh I fucking love that place. Yeah. I, I hated it while I was there. Especially in the summer. Oh fuck. <laughs> fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, that was hot. Yeah. Um but it was good, right? Yeah. Um you learn you learn discipline. Oh yeah. Real fast. Real fast. Yeah. And I think I mean, like, I look back at basic training now and I, like, God damn, I'd love to do that all over again. It's so much fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But at the time, like, why the fuck did I do this? Yep. I I'd, I'd, I should just go jump off this fucking bridge right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but no, it was good. Mm-hmm. Right. And it really opened my eyes to, how naive i was to the world okay and how fucking sheltered of a life i lived yeah even though like i pretty much grew up partying and not in the greatest of places um with my friends and whatever sure like i was sheltered as shit mhm you know um yeah it's just an eye opener
2: well and the amazing thing about the military and basic training is is you're getting walks of life from literally all over the country. Yeah. And you're all smashed into this room with like 50 dudes. Yeah. And you got to somewhat get along with everyone. Yeah. You didn't have to like them, but you had to get along with them. Yeah. And just seeing people from different cultures and different parts of the country and you're like, man, that's a little strange. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And it just opens your eyes instead of just seeing Anoka, Minnesota. Right. You're seeing everything from under the sun in all walks of life. Right. So.
1: Right. I mean, like, my my battle buddy, his name was Eddie Hernandez mm -hmm. and he was from uh, Houston, Texas. Okay. And, uh, obviously, you get to know your battle buddy pretty well. Yeah. And I just remember some of the shit that he would tell me Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, he didn't come from a good home. Okay. You know, I mean, he lived basically in a dirt bungalow mm-hmm. on the border of Juarez there. Mm-hmm. Or not Houston, I'm sorry, uh, El Paso. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You know, and like thought my life was rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and yeah. so it really opened my eyes. Sure. Right. But it also taught me not to, uh, not to judge people. Yeah. You know, and not to... Uh, I remember another uh private Sedlak, Um he was from uh Kentucky. Okay. First pair of real shoes that he ever owned was the ones he bought at the PX. No prior kidding. at 30th AG. No kidding. I remember seeing him when I got the thirtieth AG and the shoes he had, like the ends of them were cut open and his toes were sticking out. Okay. Because they were hammy downs. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. His house was he had a dirt floor in his house mm-hmm. in Kentucky. Yeah. And like, I'm just like, how the fuck do people live like that? Yeah. You know, and that's how naive I was to the yeah. world. That's how sheltered I was. Yeah. um, So I learned a lot real quick. Um, yeah. And those guys, and you know, those guys that I went through basic training with, I mean, half of them were guard, half of them were active duty. Gotcha. Um, you no, know, I stayed in contact with uh, uh, Hernandez until he actually got off active duty. Mm-hmm which was kind of cool because, I mean, I got talked to, you know, I kept in touch with him for about four years. Okay, gotcha. And then he left active duty and it just kind of, yeah, you just, know, he just became fucking fairy dust dude. into the wind, <laughs> yeah, gone, just gone. <laughs> yep. So, <laughs> you know, whatever, but it, it was good. It was really good.
2: You know. um, in your platoon, uh, did you also have those, uh, the beautiful West Point cadets that would come in and and be like the junior cadre and stuff like that?
1: We never had that. You got lucky. Yeah. We never had any dot
2: show up. Oh, you got lucky because we had one and like, you know, of course, of course, at first when they're like, he's a West Point cadet, you're like, holy shit, this kid's going to West Point. But then he starts treating you just like the drill sergeant and you're like, get out of here, dude. Yeah. Bitch, please. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're a dot. Yeah. I, no, I don't care. Yeah. No, get out of here. It's (laughs) It was kind of interesting
1: because we had actually, um, in AIT, mm-hmm. so I went to Oset one station unit training. Okay, so basic training right into AIT. Yep. In AIT, we had two guys that reclassed from intelligence or to infantry, and wow. they were both E fives. <laughs> so <laughs>
2: that had to be fun.
1: Oh fuck, dude! They were they were fucking awesome. Oh okay, good. They came in and they were like, "We're no different than you." Yeah, we're learning. Yeah. And we're here. Mm-hmm. And, you know, bless their hearts because they literally took my entire platoon under its wing. It was like, don't do that stupid shit. You're going to get fucked up. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah. No. And they, and obviously they had extra privileges because they were NCOs. Well, yeah, NCOs, yeah. You know, but they extended those privileges to us when the drill sergeants weren't around. Okay. Right. So, so
2: I'm interested in this. So these guys are reclassing. Yeah. And they're E5s. How did the drill sergeants treat them?
1: Like NCOs. They did? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Gotcha. They had their, so at the end of our bay, um, you know, they had those, there's rooms yeah. at the end of the bay. Yep. So they both stayed in one of those rooms. Okay. So they had their own room. Gotcha. Right. They didn't sleep with us. Yep. Well, they, in the bay they did, but yeah. they had their
2: separate room. Had a separate room, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, but like the drill sergeants, I think the drill sergeants kind of looked at them like, oh, we get off Easy Street at nighttime because we'll just put them in charge. They're NCOs, right? Yeah, I and mean,
2: then we're turning them over to you. <laughs>
1: right, right. And they are and they were
2: like,
0: <laughs> oh,
1: fuck, no. Yeah, okay. All right, yeah. All right. Don't fucking do something that gets me ate up, and you guys are good. Do right. whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, exactly. You know, don't be stupid.
2: Man, you guys got lucky then. Oh, fuck, yeah. We got real lucky. Yeah, because we, uh, we had the dot with us. And like, he definitely was trying to prove something to the world. I don't right. remember his name or anything, but um, so we didn't have that significant of an impact on my life. Sure. But for three months, he sure as hell did right, big mm. time. So, what? Uh, let's so let's talk about basic. Yeah. Um, what's a high point and what's a low point? I think the high point for me was the um,
1: the honestly like the the last PT test we took. Okay, okay, and because I had worked my ass off, and you know I wasn't ever a kid that was ever like never had that physique i okay. just ripped and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was never like a, a PT stud. Gotcha. You know, I I struggled. All right. That final PT test I actually scored three hundred.
2: No kidding. Yeah. So you got did you get the patch too? I did. You did? Yeah. Wow, you fancy. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
1: Um I mean I thought I was gonna die afterwards. <laughs> but but no, I did I I did and I worked my entire obviously the entire time I was in basic training, the entire time I was in AIT you know, I started kind of seeing, start hanging out with the right people. Yeah. Right? Sure. And these were the guys that were like, well, not in base training, but in AIT, mm-hmm. advanced individual training. Yeah. Once the close of business was done, you know, you'd have a couple hours to yourself. Yeah. Well, I hung out with the guys I wanted worked out more. Oh, okay. You know, we, we were able to go to the PT field and work out.
2: Gotcha. And and do stuff. Sure.
1: So I started doing that. And by the end... I scored three hundred on my p t test, wow, so I started making better decision draw uh-huh. yeah, and then I came home back to the garden that all went away but <laughs> way, so um no so that was that that was the that was the high point okay, um you know that was the high point um and it showed me you know do some hard work and put some effort in and, mm-hmm. and you
2: can succeed, yeah, hundred percent,
1: but I think it also shows you you have to not only does that decision you have to make that decision to do that. You have to make that decision to be around the right people yeah. to do it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think the, you know, one of the, the the low point for me, though, I think was um, uh, Private Sedlak, uh attempted suicide.
2: Okay. And that was. He's the one from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um. So we're all down, lined up for PT one day. And uh, he's not there. Okay, which is unusual, obviously. Mm. Well, yeah. The drill sergeants, you know, you know, just, Where the drills. Blah, 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 just fucking screaming. Yeah. And uh, I remember, can't remember who was. One of the guys went up into the bay to look for him. He comes, and I remember the look on his face is white as a ghost. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Drills aren't. You need to go upstairs." And all of a sudden, the whole fucking place is on lockdown.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, chill out. Sit down, whatever. And by time, like we got back upstairs, they still hadn't cleaned it up, and there's fucking blood everywhere,
2: you know. Mm. And uh, so that for me was like, what the fuck? So did he complete suicide? No, no. he didn't. Okay. No, he didn't. Thank God. You know what? Uh,
1: he took a razor out of his shaver and slit his wrist. Okay. And the thing was, is he did it the right way. Uh-huh. he did it the long way, not mm-hmm. the, not across. Right. You know, so he he was serious. Okay. But, no, he he was he wasn't successful, uh, which was a good thing. Yeah, right? absolutely. Um, but that, like, for me, was the first time of like, other than either like through school and through pitchers or, like, saw something like real, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And so that was that was a low point. Sure. I mean, he was a he was a cool cat, man. Everybody, you know, everybody enjoyed having him around. And mm-hmm. you know, he was one of the guys that always be the one motivating you on like road marches and shit. Yeah. Because he was just, he was just this behemoth of a man. Gotcha. I mean, at 18 years old, he was just a gigantic dude that... Okay. I mean, he was just, he was muscle. Mm -hmm. Like, you couldn't fucking smoke this kid. Yeah. You couldn't smoke him. Wow. And, uh, yeah. Dude, he just had had enough, I guess.
2: That had to be pretty tough on the whole platoon.
1: Oh, yeah. It was. It was pretty, it was pretty, it wrecked us for a couple days. Oh, I'm sure. You know, and, um... You know, I, it, but you know how it is isn't is in the military, you know, they don't give a fuck. Right. You know, oh, okay, oh, well, he's a fucking bitch, let's go, we're going to train. hmm You know, back then, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, but now you know what you know now, and you're yep. like, yeah, Yeah, exactly. You
2: know, dude was. Exactly. There's more going on there. So oh, you 100%. Know, you know? Yeah. And, uh. The old suck it up, buttercup, suck it up, drive on. Yeah. yeah. You know, rub that, some dirt on it. Yeah. Drink yeah.
1: some water. You'll be okay. Yeah. Change your socks. Yeah. You're not going to be okay with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, so that was probably the low point. Okay. Um, but, you know, and, but I think overall, you know, basic for me was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. I enjoyed it a
2: lot. That's a hell of an experience.
1: It is. It well, is. Good old sand hill. Yeah. 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 You know, and I mean, I, if I had to do it
2: all over again, I would. Without yeah. even thinking about it, they yep. probably have different outcomes. I don't know. If, do you think you'd score three hundred on the PT test right now? Of course, it's a new PT test now, where you're throwing like yes, shit right. over your oh god no over your over your head or something, yeah. and then carrying all these things yeah. and no yeah no um, PCFT I think Army yeah. Combat Fitness Test or something like that. Yeah, there's some weird ass. Shit, yeah, I'm like, glad I didn't have to do that. I'm glad I just right? had to do the three events: push ups, sit ups, and the run. Yeah, then you're done. Yep, that's hey, all done. I achieved the standard of one eighty. Well, you didn't do well. Well, minimum standard is still a standard, <laughs> Right, correct, correct, <laughs> correct, correct. You know,
1: um, so yeah, it, and you know, and I think I think one of the hardest parts, though, too, about you know, even through everything in the military, one one of the hardest parts that I still hits me today is when um, so some guys from range battalion came over and they. And keep in mind, this is all pre nine eleven. Yeah. So, I mean, like, fucking the Army was not at very good strength. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't fill schools. Mm-hmm. Like, they couldn't even fill a ranger school. Sure. So, they came over, some ranger guys from uh, RTI or ranger train instructors came over. It was like, who wants to go to fucking ranger school? It's like, yeah, I want to go to ranger school. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. Then uh, my drill sergeant guy, drill sergeant chambers, I mean, the fucker stood about five, six, 130 pounds <laughs> dripping wet. And he was the meanest son of a bitch around. Sure. Um, He comes up to me like two days later. He's like, hey, dumbass, you have to be fucking active duty to go to ranger school. I'm like, and? He's like, you're National Guard, you fucking idiot. You can't go. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I'm like, well, can I go active duty? Maybe. Let's go see. Mm-hmm. So we went or back order 30th AG one day and the Minnesota national guard liaison had to sign off mm-hmm. for me to go active duty. Okay. And he wouldn't do it.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm sitting on the hallway and I can hear Drill Sergeant Chambers and this guy, they're just fucking screaming at each other to the point where some major had to come down the hallway, enter in the office, muffled voices. Drill Sergeant Chambers comes on. Well, I tried. Let's go.
2: Wow. <laughs> And that was
1: that. Wow. So I was
2: like, fuck. You got denied separation from the guard to go active. Yeah. Yep. Where do you think you'd be in life if that would happen? Well, I'd either be dead or a drunk. Yeah. You think know? so. Yeah. 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 So it worked out in your favor. Yes. 100%. That's good. Yeah. But you can't blame Joe Sergeant Chambers for uh, oh god no going to bat for you
1: no hell absolutely not so that absolutely
2: tells not. you that tells you the kind of person that he was oh yeah hundred percent as an NCO yeah. going to fight for his troop yeah
1: well you know and I think all of them you know I because I I had uh, you know Drill Sarn Chambers Drill Sergeant Locklear and uh, Drill Sarn Escamilla mm-hmm. you know I mean. Clearly, 20 some odd years later, and I still remember them. Yeah. They were an impact on my life. Oh, 100%. Right? Yeah. You know? But all three of those guys were that way. Yeah. You know, I remember other platoons, drill sergeants, would start fucking with my platoon. And those, all three would come down on that person like, like you know, the pale horse was riding by. Yeah, uh-huh. You know? And I was just like, fuck. That's good. You don't fucking touch my people. No, Their that's mind. good.
2: You leave them alone. Yeah, you know? we'll and, we'll 'em them up. Right, yeah, right. <laughs> you don't need to. We'll take care of it. Right? right, you come talk to us, and we'll deal with them. You
1: yeah. don't fucking deal with yeah. them at all. Yeah, hey, you, you tell know? us what they did wrong,
2: and we'll take pleasure in punishing them. Right, right, right.
1: <laughs> so, you know, obviously they 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 were they were a huge impact.
2: You good. Know? Um, you know,
1: they were they were good dudes. I mean, good guys. That from what I can tell, you know, from what I saw of them, what I mm-hmm. knew of them, mm-hmm. you know, they were harsh, but they were fair.
2: That's good. Sometimes, That's great. I mean,
1: you know, right. You know, more so when you got into AIT. Then it was really, it wasn't the group punishment. It was like, Man. okay, you fucked up. I got you. Easing off a little bit. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, so, you know, that that uh, that really, that stung a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, because I was all excited, like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm going to go to ranger school. I'm going to be a ranger. I'm going to a- go do this. Yeah. And- yeah. I'm going to be all I can be. Right. You yeah. know, because I was drinking the fucking Kool-Aid, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like straight up. Like I was, I was like gargling it. Yeah, know, well, there you go. But whatever. So, yeah. And then, uh you know, finished up uh, AIT the week before Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And then I was back home.
2: One of the best things is getting that blue card. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the turning blue ceremony. That's oh, pretty awesome. That's wild. Yeah. That,
2: that is, uh Yeah. That's Actually, pretty, my cousin who was over at Fort Bragg, uh, shout out to you, Corey. He came from Fort Bragg. Uh, he was part of the 82nd, and he's the one who put the blue cord on me. Oh, nice! And so he's uh you know he was an E4, but at that time we're like, "That is fucking E4 coming from." He's 82nd. He comes over. He's got that four G, and he's got yeah. his jump boots, and yeah. you know the cord, and I'm like. Yeah, you sons of bitches, this is the guy who's giving me my blue cord. What's so, up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, was yeah. Pretty, it was pretty cool. That's awesome, man. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, that was that was a good time. So you come back to Minnesota. Yep. And is that when you started looking for cop jobs? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so you had already taken the post-test then? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. So
1: I'd taken the post-test, went to base training. Actually, back up a second. Funny story was is I actually applied for the... Arizona Highway Patrol.
2: You want to follow Buck Savage or what? Correct. Okay.
1: (laughs) Uh, Prior to going to basic, right?
2: Uh Uh-huh.
1: I'm in basic training and I'm standing in formation one day and drill sergeant Locklear throws the fucking drill sergeant room door open, bounces off the damn wall. Where the fuck is private hatting? Like, oh, fuck. What did I do? What did I do? It's like, you think you're so goddamn poor you can take a fucking phone call during basic train? I'm like, I didn't call no what? Mm-hmm. It's like, get the fuck up here. I'm like, oh, he's like, Arizona High Patrol's on the goddamn phone for you. What the fuck did
2: you do? I'm like,
1: I don't know. <laughs> you know? So straight up, they, they fucking found me in basic train. What do they
2: do? Call like a Red Cross message in or what? I don't know what they did, <laughs> but
1: literally they fucking found me uh-huh. and. I get on the phone and they're like, Yeah, we need you to be down here like next week for uh, testing. I'm like, Yeah, that ain't
2: gonna happen. Like, you're calling Fort Benning. Do you think I can just say, Right, I'm right. gonna take some leave to right. go take this test and then I'll come back to Georgia?
1: Right. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, you understand, I'm in basic training, right? The guy's like, So that's a no. Yeah. Well, yeah,
2: duh. Yeah. Sorry, bro. It ain't gonna happen. What was the draw to Arizona?
1: Ah, uh, my uncle lived there. Oh, okay. Uh, my uncle lived in Scottsdale. Okay, and um, from about the time I was like twelve to I graduated high school, mm-hmm. and every summer I'd go down there and work for him. Oh, okay. He's a contractor on his own business. Oh, that's awesome. There. So that's was that. Those were my summers.
2: Okay. So when I said Buck Savage, please, please tell me you know who he is. Do you well, know? As I Huh? Quasi. Quasi. Yeah. Okay.
1: Well, Let's just go with
2: no. Okay. Why don't you explain it? Well, Buck Savage, so Buck Bezik must have never showed you his training tapes in at Alec Tech. Yes. Yes. You know, the, yes. the highway patrolman yeah. and yeah. watch the hands and all that? Yeah. Yeah. So his real name is Dave Smith, and uh, about three weeks ago, I was out in Las Vegas for uh, the Wounded Blue, which is a great organization. Helps out injured cops, helps out cops, peer support. Anyways, Dave Smith and his wife Betsy um, go around and they they're trainers for a certain thing on you know wellness and that kind of stuff. So I got to meet him. Oh, nice. and I'm like, so this guy's like a kind of a celebrity, right? He is more so in the the uh, older crowd of cops. And because I've watched his training tapes, we watched it in college just as a spoof. And uh, I said, hey, man, this is, is like I'm I'm totally fangirling right now because I got <laughs> to meet the Buck Savage. And he's like, hey, I really appreciate that. You know, and a couple, a couple of years ago at the shot show, my sister who works for uh, a firearms company, she actually got a picture of him. He signed it, and he said, Eric, all the best. Watch their hands. And I'm like, this is the coolest. And then I got to meet him. Nice. <laughs> so I'm that's like, awesome. you know, I could meet like a Hollywood star and be like, hey, that's cool. But you get to meet Buck Savage, and you're like, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. That's so wild. I, yeah. So I, as soon as you said Arizona Patrol, I had to bring that up. So all right. So you're back in Minnesota, yeah. and you're applying for jobs. Let's take a break. I got to pee. All I right. Well, and the that. you know what? The beauty about this is I'm going to pause it, and then uh, we're going to come back, and it's not even going to be like we paused, except for you blew it out of the bag of saying you had to pee, so <laughs> all right. All right. So you got your pee break. Yep. We're back. It's like we didn't even stop. We just kept going. Yeah. So, all right. Let's do it. All right. So we're, we were at, you come back, you're starting to apply for jobs. You had already taken post-tests and all that. Yep. So did you apply for, like, a lot of places? Yeah, I did. Okay. I
1: did. Because the
2: actually, job market was tough. It was. Yeah.
1: It was. I mean, you had, like, one job. you're I mean, like, no shit. There's eight, 900 people. <laughs> yep. For one exactly. Job. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, I, I applied for a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And this is where I realized, like, my decisions from my youth in, through college were going to affect me. Okay. Um, because I started getting passed over for jobs. And because, did they
2: tell you the reason why? Yeah. Okay. You know,
1: because they're, you know, in the background processes and they talk school and like, yeah, he was tardy a lot. He partied a lot. He gotcha. drank a lot. Yeah. And, you know, and that's where, excuse me, um, you know, I really started realizing my past decisions are really going uh-huh. to really kick in my ass. Yeah. Um, but what I did is I, I ended up getting hired in a
2: jail. Okay.
1: And, uh. I you know, worked in the jail for about two years. All and right. And then finally got sworn. Sure. Um, but it was that two years of proving myself that mm-hmm. I was a hard worker, as a solid worker, I was dependable and reliable, mm-hmm. I could be on time, mm-hmm. um, could follow a direction, wasn't, you know, sideways and whatever. Yeah. And the whole time, though, I was, you know, I mean, I was yeah, still just drinking like a fucking madman.
2: So it just, it continued. Yeah. I was just,
1: I was hiding it. I was masking it. Right. Okay. And, um, you know, but I was somewhat able to keep it under, under the wraps, I guess. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like I never showed up to work drunk. Sure. Never showed up to work with booze on my breath. Okay. But when I didn't work, it was, it was on. It was on. Like the light switch was turned on. Okay. You know? So I guess I can look at it in the sense I had the discipline when I was working Mm -hmm. to turn off. Gotcha. But it didn't mean like every second that I wasn't drinking, I wasn't thinking about it or wasn't thinking about. Sure. I can't wait till my first day off.
2: Okay. Looking forward to that. Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: Um, You know, but it was important to me that, you know, I, I, I succeeded. Yeah, of course. You know, and, and wanted to, Wanted to be, become a sworn officer. Mm-hmm. Um, and finally, I, I was able to. Okay. Right? And it, it took took two years. Um, it actually came down to the point too where um, I was actually going back to the active duty recruiter. Okay. Because I was getting passed over so much. Gotcha. And it was like, man, obviously my decisions and, mm-hmm. you know, maybe going active duty and getting some discipline and some experience, more experience under my belt will help out in the future. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, and I actually was walking into the recruiter's office the day I got the phone call that I was going to get a sworn job.
2: Wow. So that's, that's two times that yeah. you almost went active. Yeah. First time the Minnesota guards yeah. like, no, yep, he stand, Yep. And then the second time is when the agency says, Hey kid, uh, you're getting called up to the big leagues and yeah. you're getting a sworn position. Yeah. Wow. So you just like, nope, fuck this, I'm out and yeah. you turn around. Yeah.
1: Yep. Yeah. <laughs>
2: wow. Yeah. Perfect timing.
1: Like I was like in the parking lot.
2: Wow. Like getting out of getting out of my truck in wow. the phone rain. And so how old are you at this time? Like 22, 23? 23.
1: 23. Well, no, 20 22 actually.
2: Okay. 22. All right. Um so yeah, then I
1: uh obviously i was still on guard, right? Um mm-hmm. yeah, doing that thing and whatever.
2: Uh, and then, well, yeah, you got to serve with one of the best people in the entire Minnesota correct. Army National Guard. I know, I yeah. know
1: it was a blast.
2: Well, hold on a minute. Everything I know,
1: everything I know.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm referring to myself, Josh and I, uh, had a brief, um, same unit. First of the yep. 194 up in Alexandria. And, uh, uh, one thing that I didn't read, when uh, I asked him to, I always ask all my guests to send me a short little bio on them just so I can get a little bit of background information, a couple of talking points. And I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen, the very last talking point that uh, Josh sends me is uh, best part of my military career was serving with EJ Reitz and making him my bitch. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's not the truth, but... We did serve together. Yes, we did. <laughs> yeah, spent some time together up Camp Ripley. and yeah. But it wasn't that long, was it? No, a year maybe? Yeah, probably somewhere around there. Right? Had to have been. Yeah. 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 So short-lived, but... Uh, all
1: good times, all good times. Yeah,
2: long-lasting <laughs> memories. I got pictures out there somewhere. Maybe they're yeah. gone, but, I mean, they're probably in a vault somewhere. I don't right. Know. I mean, if they resurface, I know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> yep, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. All right. So you get this sworn position. Yep. Yeah. And like that had to be like a great feeling. Yeah, it was. Because here was you are, awesome. two years. Yeah. And you're like, I, I'm getting to go to the road, which is obviously your goal. Yeah. All absolutely.
1: Right. Absolutely was. Right? Okay. Um, and that's
2: with the agency that you're with now. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. All right. Yep. So how was the uh, FTO portion?
1: It was good. Okay. Right. Um. Yeah. I mean, it was good. So it it was, you know, obviously it had its up and downs. You're learning, um, but I had, in my opinion, I had really, really good FTOs. Okay, that were um, fair, um, and but on point. Sure, you know, yeah. and it, you know, there's still this day. Uh, I have the utmost respect for for those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, still this day, and um, you know, it 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 was good. Um, part of it though, too, I think was and like, I remember telling all my FTOs this and in part of it was, you know, cause they, I mean, obviously they all knew my dad. Right. Mm-hmm. And part of it was, is I remember having a conversation with all of them and like, if I'm not making it, just tell me. Right. You know, I have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a lot of people, I think, especially back then, right. That's all they had. Yeah. Was that job. Yep. And you work your back then you had to work really fucking hard to get a job. Yeah. Um you know, but I, I didn't. I had I had the army to fall back on.
2: Or the Arizona Highway Patrol. Or the
1: Arizona Highway Patrol. <laughs> you know. Um you know, uh, but no, it, it was it was good because I, I made it through there and I did well. Um, you know, um uh, I think the time I spent in the jail helped me a lot too, just mm-hmm. in a sense of talking to criminals right yeah yeah talking to the people that you're going to arrest yeah and kind of getting an insight into their mindsets Mm -hmm. um but you know it, it it ended up where it ended up and
2: it still again though it still didn't stop the partying okay right so your fto's are they still on the job to this day one one is okay two of them have retired okay in one is all right. Well, you're gonna tell them to listen to this whenever the episode releases. Probably so. All right. Maybe. Well, I hope so. Maybe. How the hell else are you gonna get a download? I don't know. <laughs> Just you and I listening. <laughs> Gina, Gina might listen to it. Maybe. <laughs> I know Maggie will because she's been she's been saying you got to get Josh on. You got to get Josh on. I'm like I've been trying. He's right, been right. he's been eluding me. And right man. She's like I'll listen to that one. I'm like what do you mean you haven't listened to them all? Right, <laughs> for in fact, I know she hasn't. <laughs> <Right>.
1: <laughs> no, it's you know and the weird thing too is right is you don't never realize how busy you are mm-hmm. until you have to try to make plans with right. somebody or something.
2: Hundred percent, you know, hundred percent. Because I remember, God, what was it? Probably almost what a year ago, maybe yeah. you asked me. Yeah, and it's taken that long. But all the managers is that you're here now. Right, exactly. And the yeah. only the only thing I had to do is offer you to take you to a wild game. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I don't do nothing for free. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I need some good seats, and I need to be catered to. <laughs> right. But hey, small price to pay to get you on to tell your story. All no, so. right, It's awesome. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm happy, and I'm, I'm glad I'm here. Yeah. This. It's awesome. Good. So. so you said you get hired. Yep. But it still didn't stop the partying.
1: No. Not all at all. Right. If anything, it even ratcheted up a notch.
2: Okay. How do you, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, I mean, like, one of the, one of the first DOAs I went on, uh, I was a kid I grew up with. Okay. O.D. in his bedroom. Okay. Heroin. Gotcha. I, mean, I knew. I knew it was going to happen here from mm-hmm. a younger age because I mean he was the one that was you know that I would I mean I'd party with. I grew up partying with him. Gotcha. You know, but you know when me and my other friends were smoking weed, he was fucking snorting coke or shooting smack. You know? mm-hmm. That that was his deal. Sure. So I mean. <laughs> I don't. Want, it's not funny, but it is funny. It's ha ha funny, right? Right. It's not yeah. funny. It's just yeah. ironic. But remember, we we're uh, FTO and I were sitting at this uh, supermarket in the parking lot, finishing up a report, or some of this medical comes out, and I put the car and drive and fucking zoom. He's like, "You gonna map this?" I'm like, "No, nah, I know where it's at." Oh, okay, hot shot. Mm-hmm. Get there, pull in the driveway. He's kind of looking at me like, "What the?" Fuck? Walk in the door and you know, I just, I know where the kid's bedroom is. Mm-hmm. He's like, Where are you going? I'm like, I'm Going downstairs. I'm like, well, why? His bedroom's downstairs. Stop. Mm-hmm. How do you know this? Yeah. He's like, I'm like, I grew up with him. Yeah. He's like, No, come on. Mm-hmm. You know, right. And it's like, I'm like, It's good. He's like, No, it's not. Right. Come on. We're not going in this. Yeah somebody else yeah you know so it's stuff like that right yeah. and you know you, you, and at that age you don't think that that's trauma right but
2: it is a hundred percent
1: and to me like even then to me right it it, it wasn't mm-hmm. trauma
2: yeah
0: like, whatever right you
1: know um but you know it's it just did it, it, it ratcheted up you know just drank more
2: and a hats off to your fto oh 100%, 100%. for doing that 100% because he knew what he was doing yes and yes. you know trying to prevent that trauma yes. from yes. occurring i mean in in this job in any job there are there's trauma yep it, and it just comes in many shapes and forms but he was doing the job going you're not going to go down there right and you're not going to see your friend that way right or someone that you grew up uh od yeah so kudos, hats off to your uh, FTO yeah. for that. So yeah,
1: hundred, hundred and fifty percent. Yeah,
2: you know, hundred fifty percent. So, so ratcheted up the the party. Yep,
1: yeah. yeah. And, you know, it just is. That's honestly, that's what I lived for. Mm-hmm. Was the drink? Okay, it was the party? Sure. You know, and it was even better around drill weekends.
2: Oh yeah, you know, because that's what drill weekends were for. Right. Yeah. Right. Go do your work, and then at the end. Work People hard. are let loose. Yeah, work hard play harder. Way harder.
1: Way harder. Yeah. You know? The old fucking scratch and sniff, all that yeah. bullshit. Yeah. You know? Um, mm-hmm. yeah. So it you know, it just became a vicious cycle.
2: Sure. You know, how it always does. So basically, uh like a binge drinking kind of thing.
1: hmm Yeah. But it was every day until it was go back to work.
2: Yeah. You know. And then you would just stop completely. Yeah. But then it's always on your mind. Yeah like man I gotta get through these five days of shift yep 100%. and then um, right back to it yep how long did this uh occur so I was like 40.
1: really yeah so well not even I shouldn't say that I shouldn't say that right because well, I met my I met my wife when I was 30 30. I think. you better get
2: this right I know, I bet. Because she's going to listen. I know what she is. And she would be like, dude, you weren't 30. You were 32. No. <laughs>
1: Maybe I was 32. I have no idea. No, I was. I was 30. <laughs> no, I was 30 because we got married when I was 32. I had my first kid when I was 34. Okay. okay. So, um, pretty much until I was about 30. Okay. But I mean, then, you know, and it, it's weird. And, you know, my wife, in all honesty, I mean, she is a blessing and just a complete and utter angel Mm -hmm. because I honestly don't believe there's another woman out there that put up with the fucking bullshit that she went through with me until I figured my shit out. Mm -hmm. And really I figured my shit out for me, Mm -hmm. but it was because of her. Right. Yeah. And my my little girls. Right. So, and she never believes it when I say it, but that woman, that woman saved my life
2: straight up. All right. So, um, Shout out to you, Gina. Yeah, Gina. I had the pleasure of meeting her a few weeks back. Yeah, 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 you did. So hopefully, hopefully, she's still not a little upset that uh, you're going to the game and she's not. Oh, she's not. (laughs) (laughs) I'll pay for it when I get home tonight.
1: (laughs) All right. (laughs) Uh, No, but in reality, she did. You know, really, she did. Okay. Right, and um, so I, I met her after I came home from my second deployment, uh, and. I mean, I was really fucking flying sideways after that.
2: You know, you're talking about the old six, old seven. Yeah, yeah, Iraq. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, came home from that, and I was just it's the old. Oh, I'm good, You're right? The fuck you are? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. And I and I wasn't right. And I it's the old. I'm good. I'm strong. I'm tough. In reality, I was just being weak. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? I had met her. Um, the partying didn't stop. It just changed. Mm-hmm. Right. Because now she was part of it. Sure. And then we had kids mm-hmm. and uh, the partying still didn't stop for me. Okay. It did for her. Yeah. Not for me. uh uh-huh. um, Until it had to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, there's a point in time where she's pretty much like, figure your fucking shit out or I'm gone. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, what's more important, a bottle. Right. Yeah. Or my wife and kids. hmm You know? And honestly, it was like, quit being a fucking dumbass. Yeah. But how? Right. Because I didn't know any different. Yeah. I was 40 years old. Yeah. I didn't know any different. Right? So, um, really what I did is, uh Gina, Uh, you know, she was struggling as well because of me. Mm -hmm. And she had found this program called Code 9, which is basically like a law enforcement first responder type support mental health type two-day class. Okay. First two days are like, like for us, the first two days I went to it. And then the third day she went to the spouse would go to. Him. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Well, when I was there, I met this guy, uh, phenomenal human being by the name of Luke Jensen. Okay. Uh, he was a uh, cop down uh, in Iowa. All right. Um, And he was telling his story and I was sitting there and I'm like, that's fucking me. Mm-hmm. Like straight up. I'm like, that's me. Right. And, uh, kind of connected with him a little bit and he told me about this program save a warrior that he had went through
2: and um
1: i kind of like at first i kind of blew him off Mm -hmm. you know like i was like yeah you are me but i'm better than you
2: yeah okay cool story um that's me or you are me but uh that's where it's gonna end yeah okay right so then uh jeannie goes to her day
1: Mm -hmm. and uh Comes home from it. It was a couple days later.
2: Yeah, where was this at?
1: What the hell is the name of that? It, the, that big ass church down on uh, one sixty nine in Brooklyn Park.
2: So it's it's in Minnesota.
1: The 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 place where it was held. Yeah,
2: yeah. In, the code nine and, thing.
1: Well, it that travels around the country.
2: Oh, okay, they, gotcha. They just gotcha. held it at this okay, gotcha. church in okay, um, in Brooklyn Park. Gotcha.
1: Um, actually. Uh, back in the blue line brought it in Okay. Um, through that organization. Um, so it was a couple of days later and Jeannie's like, you know, I know Luke talked to you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. She's like, you think maybe you want to look into that?
0: Yeah. I'm
1: like, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, and she's like, oh, that's pretty sad and whatever, you know, mm-hmm. and kind of just. Dropped it off at that, right? Okay, yeah. And uh, honestly, a couple more months went by, and she brought it up again, but she brought it up in a different manner. Okay. You know, she's like, I, you really need to look at this. hmm You know? And she's like, you're fucking sideways, dude. Yeah. I mean, she didn't say that. But, right. you know, I mean, it's pretty much that was the gist of it. Yeah, right? of course. And, um, you know, so I did. And um and I looked at it and just kind of kept blowing it off, blowing it off, blowing it off. And mm-hmm. and uh finally it came down to you need to unfuck yourself or I'm gone. Mm-hmm. And again, obviously she didn't say right. that to paraphrase. Right. To paraphrase. <laughs> um so I did and uh you know, I I ended up uh looking at the program, uh Save a Warrior. Um, I don't, I don't really know how to explain it because it's just, it's it, the the founder of it is a guy by the name of Jake Clark. Okay. And he always says it's uneffable, meaning you can't explain it. Mm-hmm. There's no way to explain it mm-hmm. unless you experience it. Sure. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that, uh, he, um, had a really... Really bad childhood, right? Okay. Um, went to the military, uh, got a military, climbed up the ladder, uh, was um very high up in the FBI, ended up losing his job, uh, went back to uh Pepperdine University and basically said, I am going to stop soldier suicide. Okay. And he started this program.
2: Very cool. Yeah.
1: Um one of his favorite sayings is if it cost me 50 cents to cross the street, I couldn't to cross the street when I started this program. Mm-hmm. You know, and now it's huge. Amazing, right? Yeah. Um, But either way, so I ended up getting in into the program. You know, I talked to a guy by the name, Mark Lima, who kind of at the time was their rostering person. Okay. Um, Marine Corvette. Uh, Jeff talks low to him. right (laughs) um marine corvette uh 20 year lapd officer wow yeah phenomenal dude Mm -hmm. great guy uh i was talking to him and like i really didn't think like i was gonna get accepted into this program okay because you have to get accepted into it yeah like i didn't think i was gonna get accepted into it because a lot of this program like like i said it was to stop soldier suicide yeah right i wasn't suicidal Mm -hmm. um But he's like, dude, you're in. He's like, you need to get the fuck out here. Yeah. Like right now. Yeah. You know? Um, I'm like shit. Okay. And obviously, obviously things happen for a reason. Because I was supposed to go out there. And the day I was supposed to fly out, that evening, a snowstorm had blown in to Minnesota. Okay. To the point where, like, they were starting to cancel flights. All right. And... Gene is like, you better see if you can change your fucking flight. Yeah. You're not getting out. Uh-huh. So called down the airport, whatever, got on a flight that night, the night before I was supposed to fly out, mm-hmm. called up uh, Save a Warrior, said, here's what's going on. I mean, I'd, I'll pay for it if I have to. They're like, fuck no, you just get out here. We will have someone there for you. We got you. And where is this at? Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Okay. Okay, there's two two locations, one in Malibu, California, and one in Columbus, Ohio. Okay. And I went out to Columbus. Okay. And they're like, absolutely not. Do not miss this flight. Get on that flight. We got you. We will be there. We will pick you up. Yeah. Get out to Columbus at like 11 o'clock at night. They're there waiting for me. Yeah. So, um,
2: because had you not went to that flight, you may have changed your mind.
1: Not only that. But I definitely want to got out there, mm-hmm. and then yeah, you're right. I probably would have not shown up. Yeah, you know. Um, so get out there, um, get to their their site, um, which is God. What's the name of the this company? Is like a ba- it's a company that makes like baskets, right? Some big, popular. Either way, doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> they <laughs> they donated this cabin right but it's not a cabin dude it's a fucking mansion. Yeah. Like a 20 bedroom mansion. Dude. Okay. Right. Yeah, not yeah, like 30 acres of yeah, land. It's with our a cabin. <laughs> which is with its own lake. Sweet. Right? Yeah. Well, they donated this property to Save a Warrior. That's huge. Yeah. So, get out there um and it's it's 5 days. All right. Um and they're long days. I mean, it's not just, it's not, it's not regimented. Mm-hmm. You just, you show up and I mean, they have like what they're going to do yeah. and how they do it. If it takes 10 hours, it takes 10 hours. If it takes 18 hours, it takes 18 hours. Gotcha. And the thing is, is like, I went out there thinking, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this to, for, um, for my wife. Yeah. I'm doing this to, you know, appease her, right? hmm No. I went out there for me. Yeah. You know, and you and you learn that
2: very quickly out there. Okay. Very quickly. Um so like what kind of stuff? Like when you say if it takes 10 hours, it takes 10, if it's 18, like well, what do they got you doing?
1: They they dive into everything, right? Like one thing I learned about out there that I never knew about was your ACES score, your adverse childhood experiences score. I've never even heard of that. Okay, so it's 10 questions, mm-hmm. right? Every question that you answer yes to is one point. Okay. The higher the question, the higher the point you have, the more likely it is that you are going to commit suicide. Okay. In your life. Okay. Um, the more social issues that you will have, the higher likelihood you are to be an addict. Okay. Right. Um, kind of a normal range is like zero to two. Okay. That's I mean everybody has fucking trauma, in sure their life right yeah for sure, but I think if I remember correctly the the normal range or average you know normal is like zero to two mm-hmm. right well, i'm I'm a five okay, so pretty high to pretty high at a you know I'm middle of the road right, mm-hmm. but addiction wise it's pretty high, gotcha you know basically if you're over five, you're pretty fucked, okay, you know like you're you're gonna be an addict or you Potentially, you're you're more than likely going to kill yourself, or you have a very high propensity, of ending up taking your own life. Gotcha. Right? The higher you go, so it's stuff like that, right? But then, you know, you start out with figuring out what your ACE score is. Okay. Um, and I could have explained that wrong, but that's what I remember. <laughs> All right
2: um, Well, this is your experience, so right. us you know. Right. We don't need to get technical or anything. Right. So, um.
1: And, and they and they kind of go through, like they go through that type of stuff, right? Like your ACE score, they go through it. Like, what's it mean? Why is it here? What okay. you know, stuff sure. like that. Yeah. Uh, and then a lot of it is just, um, you know, talking through where you're at in life. You know, and they like one thing I what I what I always thought, right? Like I always thought the thing that made me the way I am was this thing Mm -hmm. and kind of a saying that they have is it's not the thing it's the thing under the thing Yeah, so it's not this thing you always think about it's usually the thing way down here at the bottom sure that makes total sense you know because that's the start of it yeah and that just keeps going up Mm -hmm. right and one thing that I also learned out there was that, like a lot of cops a lot of service members have some significant trauma in their life Sure. Um, because what 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 do we as cops want to do? We want to help people, right? What makes us feel good? Helping people, mm-hmm. right? I mean, in all honesty, if if you go do something awesome for somebody and help them, I mean, that's exhilarating. Yeah, it makes you feel amazing. Feels great. Yeah, yeah. And if it doesn't, why are you doing it? Yeah, you know. Um. But other than that, it, you know, and you just move on, and it's five days. It's the, the other thing is, and this is what really freaked me out about this place, was that I can't remember what they're called, but they're like, it's like you have this, like, piece of paper, and there's, you draw a circle on it. Okay. Okay, and then, like, you draw. And there's some parameters, and I don't remember what those parameters are, but you draw in that circle. And then they look at that, and they can, like mine, like, Jake Clark looked at mine and he fucking read me like a book off that drawing. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, Holy fuck.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, like straight up. He's like, because you drop here, this part of your brain is going to this Mm -hmm. and you, you know, down here, this part of your brain Mm -hmm. and this is what happens in this part of the brain. And then over here is this part of the brain and this and that and whatever. And like, and he had no idea. Because this is like day one, day yeah. two. He had like no idea. And, uh you know, he, he looked at my drawing. he Like he brought up things like there's no fucking way he could have known. There's no way he could have known, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was really interesting, right? And that's kind of when I like really bought into it. Hell yeah. Like day one, you know. Um But he's like, I remember him asking me, he's like, why are you here? I said, oh, well you know, to save my marriage. He's like, no, you're not. I'm like, no, really I am. He's like, if you're not here for you, get the fuck out.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you need to be here for you, man. You want to save your marriage. You need to save yourself. Yeah. Well, you're not wrong. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. So went through that and, uh, you know, it was five days and, I can tell you I haven't fucking cried more in my life than those five days. Sure. You know, I mean, in the biggest part about those, you have to be like real Mm -hmm. with yourself. Yeah. Like more real and more honest than you've ever been in your life with yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. So once you break that barrier and you're okay with that, then you'll get to where you need to be. Good. You know, and, um, yeah. So it it is, right? And part of it too is you have to be, um, you have to be sober for 30 days before you go out there.
2: Okay. How was that? Fucking miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Tough to do. Yeah. It was, it it was, it was really hard to do. Was it uh, because it was a psychological thing or was it physical or was it both or? I think it was probably both. Yeah. You know, I think it was probably both. Um, but the, I think,
1: I think part of it too was just the fact that the reason why I was able to not drink for 30 days prior to going out there was because Mm -hmm. like, like Gina knew I had to be sober for 30 days before I went out there. Yeah. And I had made up my mind that her and my little girls were more important than a bottle of booze. Yeah. Right. And that came to me obviously through my experiences through work. Right. Yeah. And like, dealing with the shit that we deal with and that we see Mm -hmm. on a daily basis like that's not going to be my little girls right you know that's the way my biological father was yeah right i'm not going to be him yeah right so um but yeah those 30 days were tough i'm sure i mean i was just an irritable asshole Mm -hmm. you know more so than i was (laughs) (laughs) you know yeah um just an irritable asshole so
2: what year was this? 2018.
1: Okay.
2: No, twenty nine, twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen. 2018,
1: 2019. So four or five years ago. Yeah. 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 So God, is it,
2: yeah, it was, it was
1: 2018 or 2019. Okay. So yeah. Um, yeah, it, it you know, it, it was, it was, it was a game changer. It was life changing. You know, it, it's, it, um, for me it was, it, it
2: worked. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you unpack a lot of shit there. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure you do. You know, especially in a short amount of time too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's intense. Yeah. It's intense. Um,
1: and the fact that matters is that, you know, you go, you go through like, my cohort, the people, the group I went through with was nine other dudes, mm-hmm. and they're just like me. Yeah. You know, they're veterans, cops, firefighters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it's the same shit. You know, some were far worse. Some weren't, you know, some were right where I was at, you yeah. know, whatever. But, um, you know, the, the thing is, is everybody, everybody has trauma, and some people react to it. Everybody reacts to it differently. Right. Some people become addicts. Mm-hmm. Some people figure out how to deal with it. Yeah. Uh in, a, in an in appropriate manner. Yeah. And some people take their own lives. hmm And that's the thing that nobody ever wants to see. Right. And I don't ever it it pisses me off when I hear like a cop committed suicide mm-hmm. or another soldier, another service member committed suicide. hmm it's like, why, what, what, where did, where, where did somebody fail them? Mm-hmm. You know, because I find it really hard to believe that there aren't signs, especially now after going through what I went through. Right. Yeah. I find it really hard to to believe that there aren't signs and that they're not visible, but are people around you looking for them? Right. Because a lot of people like, and I, and I realize like my, like my group of friends have shrunk. Sure. Right? Because one thing you learned, uh, I learned anyways, is that it's not everybody's plan for you to get fixed. Right. People need you broken.
2: Yeah. You know? So They they like you the way you are. Right. Because it'll potentially enable their behaviors. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Well, if Josh is in on it with me, why do I need to change? Because I got a friend that is going to be there yep. with me doing this. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, so
1: once you, and once you figure out who those people are, you, your group of friends will shrink. Yeah. Which it, it's sad, but it's healthy all at the same time. Right. Sure. You know? Um, but so yeah. And, and it, I think that when you have jobs like we have, or, you know, you are in a job that has a lot of trauma, Mm-hmm. um, you know you, hopefully there are people around you that are are forward thinking enough or intelligent enough, yeah, yeah, to look for those things, yeah, and to keep an eye out, yeah, and you know have your buddies back, mhm- because
2: the day will come
1: where something bad's gonna happen,
2: yeah, hands down,
1: you know, and I think we see it all too much in our career field.
2: Yeah, I I would agree with you on that for sure.
1: I mean, it's it's not just suicide, right? I mean, it's fucking DUI here, yep. you know, domestic charge here, yep. you know, uh, getting a fucking hooker on duty there, yeah. You know what I mean? It, yeah, it's it's those things, mm-hmm. right? Because you know, I say addict, and like for me, it was booze. Yeah. For the next person, it might be coke,
0: mm-hmm.
2: gambling, yeah, sex, yeah, whatever it may be, yeah. Um. Because I think a lot of people when they hear the word addict, they're like "Oh drugs right well that's that's not it right it can be it can literally be anything right that consumes your life mm-hmm. that fills your head while you're at work while you're with your family. you're just thinking about that one thing right man i can't- I can't wait to get to you know I can't wait to get home so I can hop on a a porn site or right. I can't wait to to head out to a casino or I can't wait to go buy a bottle of booze or, right. you know, score that's some score I some <laughs> <laughs> score, don't tell me a gay spilled. No, you're alright. Yeah, well, now when she listens, now she's going know. <laughs> hey, you didn't break the glass. No, I didn't. So that should be a win. <laughs> <laughs> it be a nice little surprise for an hour and 42. <laughs> right. Right, 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 <laughs> But yeah, that's the thing is... A lot of people think addict, and they're like, oh, it's drugs. That's not the case. No. 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 It can literally be anything.
1: Right. You know, like, I have, I have a buddy that one of his things is massage tables. That's what it is. Yeah. You know, that's his thing. Yep. You know, and, like, it. oh, I, I get it, mm-hmm. but how do we break that?
2: Right. Yeah. You
1: know, so, just because you're addicted doesn't mean you're... Fucking snorting rails or. You're shooting up. Yeah. You know, it can be a multitude of things. Anything. Anything. Anything.
2: All right. Well, I want to say thanks for sharing that because I didn't know about that. I mean, I knew that you had gone somewhere. Yeah. But I didn't know, you know, what led up to it, how long it had been. Because even though we were in the same guard unit and we had crossed paths, you know, honor guard camp, you know, unfortunately at some funerals. Yep. Um and even like not even in deployment cuz you and I were in different companies. Right. But uh thank you for that. And speaking of deployment, I want to go back to that. Sure. Cuz yeah. we kind of just we skipped over that. Yeah. And I think it's important to talk about um cuz you went to Kosovo too, right? Yes. So you did Kosovo and then to Iraq. Yes. It was in a short span of time, wasn't it? A year. Yeah, within a year. Yeah. So, Kosovo is like, what, 04, 05, somewhere on there? 03 to 04. 03. Okay. And then I came home September of 04 mm-hmm. from Kosovo, yep. deployed October 05. Yeah, the big old uh, five, six-month train-up yeah. to learn how to probe for mines. and. Yeah,
1: the big old green. <laughs> getting,
2: <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. And then, of course, you get over there and then an extension. Yeah. So, yeah. Um I don't I haven't talked to too many Bravo company guys, sure um, like Mike Davis talked to yep. him a few times, yeah big Mike um yeah, and okay. he's a chief somewhere now. I fucking love that guy yeah dude. yeah, he's awesome. I was in the MP unit with him? okay, so that's how I knew him and then you know we all we got orders at the same time because we're like, oh hey, there's a couple of guys that have this eleven Bravo mOS that are in a different slot. Let's go ahead and take those guys too. so then. Right back down to Shelby. So, yeah. um, so you guys went over to Fallujah like immediately, didn't you? Yeah. It, I mean, it was like Alpha Company, Able Company, you're going here. Uh, Bravo Company, you're going there. Yeah. And uh, you, you spent the whole regular time, like yes. the 12 months or whatever, Yes. in Fallujah. Yeah. And then after that, um, you guys came over to our base. Yes. Where we were at. Yeah, or yeah, yeah over to TQ yeah over to TQ so coming. good old TQ um so yeah. I can't I can't talk about or I can't I don't have any stories from Fallujah the only thing that I can tell you wholeheartedly just from knowing you know a couple of the guys from that from the sister company um you guys had it a lot fucking worse than we did over at TQ and some may disagree with me. That's fine. I'm entitled to my own opinion. Yes, you are. But uh, just, no. I mean, you guys were getting fucking rocked a lot. Yeah. And uh, you took a few more casualties than uh, we did as well. Um, and, you know, I had met uh, McDonough okay. like yeah. a week before his death. And he had been flown from Fallujah to TQ because at the time they were still doing like the soldier of the quarter. Oh, yeah. NCO of the quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And he had, you know, made it far enough to come to like, I don't know, regionals or whatever. (laughs) And so, and I was on the interview panel and you could tell the kid didn't want to be there. Right. He's like, I just, he was, I was told to come here. Um, I just I just want to go back to Fallujah to be with my guys. Yeah. And then a week later I hear of the tragedy. And I'm like, holy shit. That was a kid that I just talked to yeah. last week. Yeah. So um I just I don't know why I had to share that, but like no, it, it. it's just uh just going back to like I I can't really relate to a lot of the stuff, but you guys did go through a lot. I mean, we all went through shit. Absolutely. But, um, and I'm not downplaying anything that we did or anything that any of us experienced over there. Right. But just through my eyes, it always seemed like we were hearing more about Bravo company and the biggest one was like the pump house. Yeah. And I'm assuming you were there.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, we had two. Okay. And yeah, they both, I mean, they both got attacked multiple times. Yeah.
2: You know, it just, it,
1: it was kind of a normal thing.
2: Yeah, and you go over there as an infantry unit. Did you guys use Bradleys a lot, a lot or not? So yes, okay, we did. Um,
1: me personally, no. Mm-hmm. I refuse to ride in them. This is our <laughs> fucking death trap, dude. Okay, um, no. So we did our our Bradley section used them. Okay, you know, like the driver, gunner, D yep. C. Yeah. Um, but we never really rode in them ever. Um, because they're just they. I mean, obviously they are huge targets, right? Yeah. Um. And, uh, they're just, to me, they're, they're dangerous mm-hmm. and I didn't want to fucking be in one of those things. They hit an ID. Yeah,
2: for sure. You know? Mm-hmm. So, um, tremendous um, firepower oh, and versatile
1: yeah. vehicle, you know, and if you use them the right way, it's like, it, you almost, you feel really safe with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you put them up on a fucking, like if you're going to go into villages I mean, you fucking put them up in an overwatch. Yeah. yeah. If someone fucks around, they're going to find out. You know, <laughs> yeah, like right they're going to find out real fast. Right. You know? And. <laughs> Um you know it, yeah, so I mean, we did use them um I personally never did mm-hmm. I mean, obviously I use them as support right uh you know, for fires uh fire support um but i i don't I don't know that we had it any worse, it was just different mm-hmm. right um you know one thing I, I hate uh saying, oh, we had it so bad mm-hmm. uh, I, because I think anybody that deployed whether you're Fucking Iraq, Afghanistan, wherever. Right. It, it's fucking miserable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're away from home. The chances of you getting fucked up are high, mm-hmm. regardless of what you're doing. Right. I mean, it's really interesting. Um. You know. So, yeah. We <laughs> we fly into TQ mm-hmm. and like we didn't know we were going to Fallujah till we got to TQ. Okay. So we fly into TQ. And here's Alpha going this way. Yeah. Like, hey, fuckers, you're going this way. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we went over to transient yeah. housing, transient yep. housing, right? I'm not shitting you. We weren't there for an hour, and we started taking fucking mortar fire down there. Yeah, I mean, in country for an hour. Yeah, and rounds started impacting the airfield.
2: Yeah, because we were going like we. They're like, all right, you guys go over here. Yeah, and so we were looking for our um, housing, yep. and we find the cans. And they're like, yeah, you know, Midnight Chow's open head up there. And so we're walking up there and you just hear, you know, the rockets coming in. And you're like, what? what, what is that? Right. Like, we, we didn't know because right. we're brand new. Right. And one of the guys like, oh, that's got to be outgoing mortars. And we're like, okay. And, until the siren's going yeah. off and you're like, what's going on? And then all these other Marines are scrambling. They're like, what are you doing? We're like, huh? I don't know. What are we supposed to do? Right. They're like getting the fucking cement bunkers because we're taking rockets and we're like, holy shit. Yeah. Like. It just got real. Yeah. And right. it's like, is this what it's going to be like for 12 goddamn months? Right. Yeah. 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 So you guys are over a transient. Yeah. This is happening. Yep. And then when did they drop that? They said that you're going to Flusia.
1: Well, right when we got off the plane.
2: Right. Okay. So
1: we went over a transient and They're like, oh, by the way, you guys are going to Flusia."
2: Okay. Oh, okay. Like, cool. Don't
1: worry though. You're just going to be base security.
2: Uh-huh. Oh,
1: great. Fuck <laughs> off. I just did all this shit to sit on a base, <laughs> yeah. right?
2: What do you mean? I don't get to go probe for mines like they were teaching me? Right. And no you sticks know? in the sand?
1: Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you.
2: Hindsight, I wish we
1: would have just did base security. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, no, so we get told we're going to Flusia, and everybody's like, well, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get on the bird, uh, the big fucking sea kings, whatever, not the... C H, not the shit hook looking one, no. but the like the Marine Corps version machine. or
2: whatever it is. Yeah, the
1: Marine Corps, the big ass five bladed, yeah, whatever. And I'm sitting, and I got on the back, the the last seat, mm-hmm. and you fly with the tail ramp down, yeah, right, yeah. And so, and it's dark, it's nighttime. You get up, take off, come across the wire. All of a sudden, you hear a tink. Round came through the floor, and then the chafe starts going off, and I'm like. Oh my fucking god! We're gonna crash. You know, like I had no <laughs> yeah, fucking right, idea. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god, yeah. what the fuck's going on? Here? Yeah. So that was like my first five hours in Iraq. Yeah. I got fucking mortared <laughs> and got shot at in a helicopter. I was like, what the fuck? You I'm know, like, this is twelve fucking months of this shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know
2: now people are listening, going, "Why are these fucking idiots? Why are they laughing about it?" But right, you can't
1: do anything about it. No. I mean, what the fuck are you going to do? You're in a helicopter, dude. What are you going to do? Jump the fuck out? No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? I mean,
0: yeah. so yeah.
1: So that was that, right? Come on. And um, we get to get to Fallujah. We don't have housing, mm-hmm. so we get sent to tents down the south in the base. So we get into our tent. We, I mean, you know, it's probably. I mean, it's dark. Yeah, probably three o'clock in the morning, Whatever mm-hmm. the fuck it was, but. We get out of the tent. We're just walking around out in the tents and the tent right next to us is fucking blown to shit. Mm-hmm. And then we start looking closer at our tent and there's all these little rips in our tent. Yeah. Well, from shrapnel from the mortar on yeah. the tent next to us. Yeah. So we're sitting there like, whatever. Go to bed, whatever. We get up. I don't know. I mean, it's daylight. Wake up and there's a Marine comes down and is like kind of explaining the lay of land to us or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's like, why are you guys not wearing your your helmets and your, and your vests because we're hanging out, dude. He's yeah. like, And Risey he said, dude, this place. And all of a sudden, the sirens started going off. <clears throat> Taking... Incoming. Yeah. Taking mortars. Wow. And I'm just sitting there like, dude, I, I just... <laughs> getting fucking hosed this on this, is, this deal. Is day one man <laughs> you know i'm like god damn yeah you know but whatever so and we were only down we were down there for about a week mm-hmm. you know and they're in there's only certain times the, here's the thing though haji was stupid
0: mm-hmm.
1: because they would only mortar at certain times so we knew when not to be
2: kind of like clockwork yeah mm-hmm. right
1: and, and maybe it wasn't stupid Maybe it was a grander plan on their end, yeah. But you know, maybe they got off work and said, "Ah, fuck it, we're gonna go send around in the and then we'll go home and get some dinner." I don't know right. whatever it was, yeah, right. But so we just won't be there mm-hmm. during certain times, yeah. And we're fine, right? Ah, uh, but yeah, then we got up into our housing and um, yeah. Very first patrol that it wasn't it wasn't my platoon. Mm-hmm. The very first patrol that my company did. Um, our Humvee, we didn't have apartment Humvees. We had the green turtle backs. The good old sand, soft tops yeah, and stuff. Yeah, sandbags on the floor yeah. and shit like that. Yep. And, uh, God, I can't remember his name. What was his name? Sergeant, uh, Sergeant Bai was his name, I believe. I think it was Sergeant Bai. Either way. Goes out, very first patrol that my company does. Fucking hits an ID. Mm-hmm. Both his femurs are broke. Broke wow. Both his femurs. Wow! Fucking. And again, it's like, and I have to live through this for twelve fucking months. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah, man. You know. Um. You know what? Then I mean, it it died. It was not like no one got hurt after that for quite a while. Hmm. I mean, there's still the mortars. They're still getting yeah, yeah. shot at. They're you know
2: whatever maybe. Um. But it whatever right. It's, uh, it's Groundhog Day, yeah. And when you say, "Well, you know," it kind of died down, or is it just because you just got used to it? <laughs> you know, probably a little both, yeah, right. And I yeah. think
1: what it was was no one got hurt,
2: yeah. No one got hurt or shot, Yeah. Yep. right, yeah, for sure,
1: um, yeah. And then you know, time went by, and uh, so we had pump house. Well, we there are pump houses. Basically, what a pump house is is two is it's a, a place that So Iraq has a lot of canals. Mm -hmm. And to irrigate fields or pump water, they have these pump houses that have these huge fucking water pumps in them. Well, the pump houses supplied water to Camp Fallujah.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So we had to protect them. We needed it. You know, Haji wanted to blow that shit up, so we didn't have
0: water. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, But, I mean, those things got attacked all the time. And not like full-blown... Attacks like planned, right? Like, was, not complex attacks. Right, not a complex attack. I mean, a lot of times it was just a uh, uh, mortar around here, or there, mm-hmm. or someone would take a pot shot at you here, or there, you know, they not hit fuck all, right? You know, and then, uh, and then, but then it did happen, right? And then we did get a complex attack, sure, right? And I remember it because I, I was sleeping because I would stay up at, at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd make sure I was up in uh in the evening nautical twilight and early morning nautical twilight mm-hmm. I'd make sure I was up mm-hmm. with with my guys yeah um pulling security on these things and uh, get done whatever no attack happens. It's like noon you know I'm gonna go lay down for a little bit I hadn't really hadn't slept go lay down I just remember getting woke up because my door was blown open with an RPG. <laughs> <And> I was <laughs> oh, like, oh fuck. Yeah. You know, and if you've never been woken up by a door getting blown from an RPG, mm-hmm. hope that like, I literally thought I pissed myself. No. You know, either way, get up, attack, and not that it was a really well-planned complex attack, uh-huh. uh, but one of my guys got fucked up, mm-hmm. took some shrapnel on the arm, uh, Either way, but I, having to call in a nine line, like a, for real like life, like a real, like yeah. a real yeah. life nine line, yeah. Yeah. Is, buh, 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 you, you just, you yeah. just, your adrenaline's going, oh, yeah. and you're just, you're like, holy shit. Yeah. It's you know? line
2: one, line two, line three. Right. Two. <laughs>
1: right. You know? Um But that, I mean, and that was obviously an experience, right? Yeah. Because I was like one of my guys, like I was a squad leader. He was right. my guy. Yeah. Um. Other than that, and you know, funny part too is I had some fucking dumbass fall off the ladder and like roll <laughs> damn near break his break his ankle because he's <laughs> fucking around, you know. It's like it's like, come on, dude. You know, yeah, I just but you know, whatever. So yeah, and then um you know it Iraq was it was it was good and bad, mm-hmm. I think, right? Mm-hmm. I mean you had good days and you had bad days. Yeah, for sure. Um but you know, I think the the first, like, real K, the first KIA we took was uh, Brian McDonough and Corey Ristad. Mm-hmm. That was a tough one, yeah. obviously. 100%, um, yeah. That was pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There, there, there's, uh, I don't know, there's not much really to say about it. Yeah. I guess they just, you know, they hit an IED mm-hmm. and uh, they got dead. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, and I don't know that there's anything they could have done differently. Mm-hmm. I really, I mean, I wasn't there. Right. And I'm sure shit, not questioning anything. It's just, it was really shitty because here's, you know, like Corey, um, young, what, 19 years old? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Brian, what, 21? 20, 21, yeah. 22. Dead. Yeah you know, uh, John Kreisel loses his legs, mm.
2: you know, um, for what?
1: I mean, that's kind of what it was, right? right? Once it happens, like, yeah, fucking for what?
2: Yeah. And you're like, why the fuck are we here? What the fuck am I doing? Right. Why is it? Why is it us? Why him? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah.
1: You know, and the thing is too, is like, I mean, I, I, I get the, I shouldn't say, I mean, everybody knew that it could happen. Yeah. Everybody knew that it, Probably was going to happen at some point in time. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that some of us just kind of like, well, if it happens, it happens. Right. But then it did. Yeah. And obviously it, it hits different.
2: Yeah. 100%. You know, so absolutely it does.
1: Yeah. So that, um, you know, that wasn't awesome. No. That was pretty, sh- that was not pretty shitty. That was really shitty. Really fucking shitty. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Real fucking shitty. Yeah. Uh, so, but you know the army. You know, drive on, right? Drink some water. You'll be. You, okay. you
2: have a mission to complete. Yeah, complete your mission. Goddamn yep. it. Yep, and yep. The, and
1: and that's the army, yep. right? And I get it. Yeah, you know, um, it's not like back home here when you know at work you know something bad happens. Well, you're going to go off for three days or yeah. four or five or whatever. Yep. You know, it's no, it's. And I understand that. You yeah, know, you have a mission. It's, yeah, it's the army.
2: Yeah, for sure, man.
1: Um. But yeah, and so we drove on, mm-hmm. continued mission. Yeah, uh, our op tempo ramped up
2: oh, after yeah. that. I'm sure like huge. Yeah,
1: you know, um, spent a lot more time outside the wire. Yeah, a uh, lot more engagements after that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and when I say engagements, I'm not talking like these gnarly movie theater <laughs> three-hour-long gun fights. <laughs> yeah. You know, no nothing like that. You right. know, I just yeah, you know, engagements are. IED strikes or yep. your pot shots you yep. know, there, return fire type right. thing. It's over, right? Yeah. Um, you know, but... Um, no, and then... Then Jimmy got killed. Mm-hmm. You know, and... The hard part with Jimmy was, is... Like, obviously, the National Guard's a little different, I think, in the sense of, like... Active, We're better. Active duty. We're better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> um... I just think it's different because you know like it, it for for me anyways, like my my platoon, right, we were from the cities, mm-hmm. the rest of my company was from up north, yeah, right, like they grew up together, friends, whatever they're yeah. you know they all, but it's different, I think, from big army in the fact that you have that outside of the army relationship, yeah, as well. Yeah. And I think you have, and, and especially in the guard, right? Oh, yeah. You know, I
2: mean, you can see it at a drill weekend when you yeah. have like a captain and you got like a, a buck sergeant or a staff sergeant and it's like, hey, Josh, how was it last weekend? Well, Eric, you know what? Actually, uh, it, it wasn't too bad. And uh, right. yeah, we'll see your kids at hockey practice uh, yeah. next Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah.
1: And that's what I mean by different. Yeah.
2: So... Um,
1: you know, it it just hit a little different, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh Jimmy, so it, it's kind of really jacked up because part of what we do on missions is we go out, and we would take like over a house, and we'd set up an op, mm-hmm. an observation post. Yeah. Um. Like, and if we wanted contact, we'd like kick the people out and be like, "Go tell your fucking friends where we're at." Right. And then it's on. Mm-hmm. You know, or if we didn't, we'd like lock them in a room, give them food, give them water, mm-hmm. put a guard on them, stay there for a day, and then dip out, yeah. whatever. Well, Jimmy came out and re- his squad relieved my squad. Mm-hmm. We get back to base as we're pulling in. I heard the call come out of an IED, a V bed, and it was Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy got hit by a V bed. Yeah, he walked up the check car, and yeah. that was it. Yeah, um, so that was pretty pretty tough it's even it yeah like i just fucking gave you a hug like 15 minutes ago yeah you know now you're, no, you're not here anymore yeah right so yeah. that was pretty wild uh but then the following day they tell us we're extended for six months yeah that was awesome it's like fuck yeah Seems yeah <laughs> you know, yeah you know um so it's kind of a lot of bullshit on like a Forty day, forty five day period. Yeah, a lot of shit went sideways. No kidding, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, and you know, and then we finished up the deployment. Really, and I mean, nothing too major after Jimmy happened. Mm-hmm. At least in 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 my yeah my company, right? Yep. So I think we in your company. Uh, lost Sergeant Rewire. Yeah, we had Rewire.
2: Greg. Yep, we had Greg. He was in my squad. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I wasn't on the mission that day for some reason. Uh, they had split our squad up. And, you know, the odd thing, we had two KIAs in our platoon. And both times that we took KIAs, we weren't even in our own AO. Yeah. We were out somewhere else supporting, which is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and this time we were out kind of by Fallujah. We were on a little cop uh, with Marine Corps. And, uh, just, you know, doing what we do going on on missions and, uh, for some reason I still, to this day, I don't know why, but like our squad was kind of broken up. They're like, Hey, we're taking a couple from this squad. And then, um, you guys, you stay behind, you're going to be part of the QRF We're like, whatever, you know? So then we're just hanging out back, you know? And then we hear this and then, you know, the whole calling in the CASVAC, And you're hearing the battle roster number and you're like, you're trying to go through the names. And then they had, it was incorrect. Like the first couple of times, obviously shit's going on, stress, you know, can't get it out. And then, so every time we'd hear battle roster number, it's like, oh shit, it's so-and-so. Oh no, that's wrong. Oh shit. It's so-and-so. And And then when you get to the last one, you're like, holy fuck, that's Greach. Like I just saw him an hour ago. Yeah. And I should be on that fucking truck with him. Yeah. I should be in that fucking truck with him. Yeah. So um yeah. That's uh and then of course it turns to anger too, right? Every time you lose a guy it turns to anger. Absolutely. But then we're like, this never would have fucking happened if we wouldn't have been extended. Yeah. We would have been packing our bags, we would have been out of here, we would have been in Kuwait, we would have been, you know, wherever. But we would have been we wouldn't have been here. Yep. So yeah, man.
1: You know, and that in in that hit us really hard, mm-hmm. even over uh, in our company because of what you just said. Yeah. You know, we're like,
2: we shouldn't even fucking be here. Yeah. We should have been fucking home. Yeah. It's yeah. like out of the movie Clerks, if you've ever you yeah. seen Clerks. Yeah. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. Yep. And people are like, are you fucking kidding me? Are mm-hmm. you fucking kidding me? Yep. So, uh, yeah. And in true fashion, it's just like, you know, continue mission. Right. You get back. Right. And it's like, all right, we're heading back to TQ. And then you have to drive through Fallujah. Yep. Just to get back to TQ. Yeah. And you're taking small arms fire when you're driving through Fallujah. Mm-hmm. And then you get back, and it's just like, mm-hmm. I got, I got like four more months of this bullshit. Yeah. And you're like, what the fuck, man?
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. And then you fucking get back and you have to clean out his room.
2: Yeah. Pack up his shit. Yep. And send yep. it home to
1: his parents. Yeah. Or wherever the fuck.
2: Yeah, he was next door to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy shit. You know, it, it it's,
1: you know, and I guess, like, for me, right, like, I never really thought about it at the time, mm-hmm. like, how much that would fuck me up. Yeah. Because I didn't think it would. Yeah. Right? because, like, in my head, I was like, well, this is
2: fucking war. This is war. I mean, this, this is supposed, what we do.
1: This is supposed to happen. Yeah you
2: know,
1: mm-hmm. but fuck me
2: yeah, Right. And then goes back to earlier when you said, you know, I came back even more sideways. Yeah. Yeah. You know, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Trust me. I know, brother. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I know, you know, I've, I've been know there. You know. I know. <laughs> I know it. I know it, you know, and yeah.
1: I think that's the hard part though, too, is where you, I think part of that is in the training though. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, you train that way. Yeah. Like, cause you're going through your train up lanes and whatever, and some, some shit happens. What do you do?
2: You fucking continue mission. You keep going. Right. Yeah. You have to. You have no choice. Right. The world doesn't stop. Right. Yeah.
1: You know, and, and I don't think the train's wrong, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you know, in the real world, the world doesn't stop.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you get your asses handed to you in the real world. Guess what? They're not going to stop because you say, oh, fucking TV time out.
2: Yeah. No. Exactly. You, know,
1: you need to fucking learn how to fight through it. Yeah. And continue fighting. Right. And, you know, you hit an IED. And you start getting that shit shot out of you. What are you gonna do? Oh, fucking time! No, bro. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're gonna shoot time back. out, <laughs> right, right. Time out. <laughs> right, dude? Right. There is no doing that yeah. in the real world, right? It's fucking go until you can't, mm-hmm. because you're dead, yeah, or you're out of the fucking the combat zone. You're out yeah. of you're out of the engagement zone, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And but then there's nothing for afterwards when you're back on
2: base, right. You yeah.
1: know, and that's where you know, idle idle hands are the devil's play. Around, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know. No, I got you, man. <laughs> right. And shit starts going sideways there yeah. too. Yeah. So it but I mean but again, right, all that has brought me to where I'm at today. Yeah. And why I'm here and yeah. what I'm doing today. Yeah. Right. So it's not all good. But I am who I am. Because well, I it. think
2: it turned out pretty fucking great for you.
1: I do, too. Yeah. And you know, I mean, I have a, a, you know, I have an amazing life. Yeah. I really do. And I have an amazing wife and amazing kids. Um, I have amazing people around me mm-hmm. uh, that I love and care about. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time,
2: I also care about me. Yeah. You need to. You know. You need to. You can't put yourself on a shelf and neglect it. Right. Right,
1: And I think that's what a lot of people like us need to understand. Mm. There are a lot of people in like our profession and not just ours, but fire, paramedics, you know, all that stuff is you need to take care of yourself.
2: 100%.
1: And you're not weak because you do.
2: Right. And I didn't do it for years (laughs) until three years ago.
1: Right. Right. I I didn't do it until four years ago. Yeah. You know, I was 40 fucking years old when I finally mm-hmm. fucking manned up, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and
2: it's awesome though. But we both came out on the other side. Correct. Yeah. Correct. hmm You know, and thank God. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've, uh, that was some heavy shit. Yeah. Let's turn it to a positive stuff. Fuck yeah! Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> even before, though we, <laughs> before I
1: start to fucking cry on your show, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's do
2: that. Even though, even though we laugh through these tragic times, um, it's not detracting away no. from the sadness and the pain right. that you feel. Right. Um, but, um, it takes years of, uh, self-reflection and leaning on your people. And for me, it was years of, um, uh, VA psychologist Yeah. and, uh, I'm a better person for it. You can ask anybody, yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so we'll talk about positive stuff and usually like how I like to end my show is always ask, um, what's one thing that's, what's one thing positive that's happened to you today? Today? Yeah. And, uh, and got, don't do another cliche. I woke up breathing. Don't do that.
1: No, no. Uh, okay. positive for me is I got to skate with my eight year old Boom. and play hockey. That's Awesome. Oh man, you want to? You want to talk about uh, just an uplifting? You you know, like just goddamn, I'm happy to be alive. Yeah, you know, it's good for you.
2: Watching your little kid just tear the ice up. Good for you, man. Be awesome. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, you know. So and uh, that's awesome. Speaking of playing hockey, and I know I've harassed you about this before. But uh, I happen to belong to an organization called the Minnesota Sentinels, veterans only. Uh, When are we going to get you on the team? Well, I'm putting you on the spot. You are
1: putting me on the spot. It's free to join. No, you are putting me on the spot. (laughs) I will tell you this. (laughs) Anytime I can get on the ice and skate, I'll do it. All right. I just
2: need to know. Okay. And it can't interfere with... Kira's hockey i wouldn't expect it to and i wouldn't ask you to ever make that sacrifice if you can make it you can make it if you can't you can and that's what's great about our uh, sentinels team is if you can make it you can if not it's no big deal because everybody's got busy lives and uh you gotta take care of family first right so but if you can come out and have a little fun with us absolutely plus then i'll get to see on skates because right i mean i have high expectations you shouldn't. And you should have low expectations for me. You shouldn't have high expectations <laughs> okay. at all, at all. No. All No, yeah, man,
1: I'll, I will do, uh, I will, I'll definitely do that. Um, one thing that, uh, I also want to bring up one thing. Okay, yeah, let's do it. And I'm, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this opportunity for myself. Okay. All right. Um, part of everything, right, led me to, especially going through Save a Warrior, led me mm-hmm. to another organization, Called Time on the Water. Okay. All right. And it's a fishing organization. All right. And we bring people like you fishing for
2: free. Yeah, because I saw you at I saw at a seminar. Yeah. So yeah.
1: I'm gonna put you on a spot. Okay. When are you coming up to a trip.
2: Well, I'll 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 <laughs> I'll answer the same way that you did to me whenever I got time and if I'm aware of it. Okay. So right. you keep me in contact and oh, I'd yeah. be happy to participate in something like this.
1: All right. Well, we're going to get you up this coming summer. It works for 2024. me.
2: 2024. I'd love to. All right, man. You're going to come up, and we're going to have a blast. I would love to. Awesome. Because I can't fish worth a shit. But if we have professionals and uh, other people that help. Oh yeah. You'd be like, okay, we caught it one here. You reel it in. Perfect. <laughs> oh no no no! By the end, you're going to be you're going to be catching them. You're going to tell me where to go fishing by the <laughs> okay. end. So oh, we're going to get you dialed in. Dude. Beauty. We're get you dialed in. So. All right. So before we close out tonight. Do you have any shout outs that you want to give?
1: Basically, honestly, man, just to my wife, Gina. Okay.
2: Right. I mean,
1: like I said, she honestly, uh, you know, she honestly saved my life. She All really right. did. And she truly is my savior. Thank you very much, Gina. Yeah. And, you know, and my kids. That's it. Right on. You know, and I wouldn't be where I am without them. All today. Right. So excellent. Awesome.
2: I think that's a great way to close out your episode. Absolutely. All right. All right. And uh, for you, the listeners out there, if you have any questions, comments, or anything about today's episode, or you yourself want to be considered uh, as a guest on the show, please send me an email at tellmystory76 at gmail. Thank you. And we'll talk to you next time on Tell Your Story.